Welcome to episode 57 of the Current Backloggers. This is supposed to be Mario from Mario Dan. I totally failed. The date is March 10th. <laughs> I'm Rose KCP. Oh, my good friend and co-host, Cody G. Cody, how's it going? Uh, pretty good, villain from Neopets. <laughs> yeah, the welcome I was proud of, and then I was like, that just went off the rail real fast. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you been up to, buddy? You weren't here last week, so I'm sure you got all kinds uh, of stuff to tell us. Just uh, eBay and uh, work. Um, the one my supervisor's quitting at work. Uh, he works nights, and he says he works nights and likes nights because he hates people. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, he's not a people person. <laughs> he's also like a, I call him, all my coworkers on my shift, I call him GI Joes. Because, you know, they're, one was a fireman for like 30 years, and or 40 years, since the 70s. And then he retired, and now it does this. And then my supervisor was joined the military in 1988 or whatever, and was in the military to 2014. And then the other guy was a cop for like 10 PRC years. PRC or no? Uh, almost all of them were, but I forgot my supervisor's wife. Okay. They, uh, the other two are black. I, d- I found out there's a new uh, version of PFC the other day. It's like Bopak or some shit. I don't know what that is. I didn't know what it is either until Renee told me. Something to do with indigenous biopic almost. It looks like it looks like biopic. I don't know how fucking stupid we can get with acronyms anymore. But um, Yeah, two of them are black though. But yeah, so they're all G.I. Joes. The, my supervisor, he could just... Uh, he's been in so many different like conflict conflicts. I don't know if you call them wars. It's more just like, I don't know. It was one of the late '80s, Panama or some shit, and then so he's in Iraq and Afghanistan, Desert Storm. The dude's been <coughs> <laughs> he's been around. I mean, he'd be the first one to tell you too. He's just kind of stand back, and he was part of like the Patriot missiles. Is that a thing? I remember. I think that's what he's talking about. Where they like intercept other missiles. Sounds, Sounds like a cool, cool ass job. Yeah. Like you just, your job is to shoot down other missiles that are incoming. And it doesn't sound like he saw a lot of action, so that's probably why he could stay in for as long as he did. But uh, he's a real cool guy once you get to know him. But until you get to know him, you're like, well, this guy's a fucking piece of shit. It really pisses me off sometimes. But that's just him. So knowing how he is, I don't see him work any other jobs but he's going to do customer service at uh at a credit card company so it's going to be danielle could talk about that yeah uh Uh, she did that um i don't see it working out i think he's going to come back yeah it doesn't sound like the right job based on what you're telling me oh not at all he hates people um so i think he's gonna come back i don't think but so uh they're like hey do you want it and i was like yeah i'll take it over but i think he'll be back they're like, oh, that's not how it works, man. Okay, yeah, I'll take it. So I think I'll, I'll get a promotion. So it's like an extra uh, three or four bucks an hour. Very nice. A little bit more responsibility. I don't... I haven't seen too much crazy difference from <laughs> what normally happens there. But, yeah. Um, weekends off, holidays off. So that happened. Um... And now, for some reason, I'm in charge of a guy who was a police officer for fucking 15 years, and the guy was a fireman. Because nobody wants it. They're like, I've, I've done my job. 
I'm retired. This is just something yeah. I do on the side. Uh, then I'm doing a documentary with uh, Ryan, John, this other guy we met from someone we knew at the theater. Uh, it's uh, on this guy's truck. My dad sent me this photo of this truck that he worked on. He's a mechanic. It's this crazy Land Rover. It's all decked out. I was like, I got to meet this guy. So we yesterday went over there and filmed that at his house, and everything went pretty well. And uh, he's a pretty chill guy, really nice guy. But then we went to Walmart. Before we go to Walmart, John, the other guy helping us film, he he knows he's filmed a lot, and um, he does it professionally for weddings. And once you film stuff for YouTube, or a certain amount of time, you know the cops are gonna get called. It's going to happen. Or if the cops don't get called, people are like, what are you doing? What are you guys filming? Or you better not be filming me. I'm copyrighted. Uh, probably just this year and this, just a little bit of stuff I filmed for my little side YouTube channel thing. Probably three times I've had really? encounters with people. Yeah. Because once you start filming out in public, people get weirded out. Uh -huh. The only way I can describe it is like you pull out a camera and people get retarded. Like they get real stupid. I don't know. And not retarded isn't like, when I say retarded, I don't mean special needs people retarded. There's no other way to describe it. Look at the definition, the actual definition of retarded, <laughs> which is like stunted, right? Baking bread, there's a term called retarded, retarding. And that's exactly what happens to these people's minds when you pull out a fucking camera for some reason. They're probably not even on the camera. Like, they're usually off to the side. They're not even, and you better not be filming me. I'm copyrighted. I, t I know my rights. Uh, I'm copyrighted. Uh, I was filming a family video this year, and uh, next door wasn't Whitehall. That's probably my fucking mistake. I don't know. I don't know what's the location. I don't know if it's Whitehall, or Hilltop, the Hilltop location. Either of those aren't a good choice. Yep, Hilltop. So somebody got really high or drunk and drove through the Little Caesars next door, and there's just a fucking big piece of plywood with a normal house door to get into Little Caesars and says we're open. Oh, yeah, I'm talking about this. Yeah, and so... so to go. Yeah, so I was just filming outside of it, and the guy, he comes outside, and he's like, uh, I, I didn't give you permission. I was like, yeah, so uh, it's this real crazy thing called, uh, it's a public property. Even if it's not public property, it's, I think it's the terms that you're invitees, so, granted, I'm on, I'm on the sidewalk, <coughs> I can record whatever I want. And then he just like swings the door open, yells it at me. And just goofy shit like that happens. So you get used to it. And it, I like confrontation sometimes. When I don't, when I don't like confrontations, when there's somebody I know I have to see on the regular or a friend or somebody I'm attached to, I don't like that. <laughs> that's a little hard for me. But it, when it's like kind of a stranger, someone I don't see anymore, that's when I kind of become an ape. <laughs> Like, I don't know how to describe like, like, I don't even argue correctly. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, uh, you, you've probably witnessed it a few times where it's just like, I just start throwing shit at the wall <laughs> and rambling and nothing makes sense. So, <clears throat> that's kind of how I feel. But when you're not used to that, John's dealt with it way more times than me. And there's nothing the cops can do. They're just like, okay. Yeah, so you gotta leave. They don't want you here anymore. And so it's like, okay, bye. But I've learned, don't wait for the cops anymore. It's not because I'm doing anything illegal. Yeah. The fucking sitting there trying to explain to them, like, yeah, it's uh, a... <laughs> 
It's a YouTube video that we're doing. So, I mean, what are we doing here? They're usually hard asses, too. You know, cops sometimes get it. I think they're just pissed that they're there, which I understand it. Or they're really nice. Like, what's going on, guys? What's going on? Um, so, what are we doing here? This woman over here is telling me, it's like, see, it's like you got to sit there and explain the story three different times because there's always like four cops that show up. It's never just one or two. You tell the story one time, it's like four times. Well, we were filming a video. And then usually at the end, they try to be your friend. Oh, what's a, what's a YouTube channel called? And you're like, it's, it's, it's chill experience. But I don't want to fucking explain this four times. And usually there's one hard ass that just pisses me off. Like, oh, dude, you're so tough. Um, especially when it's the fucking some Karen. I hate using that term, but I don't know how to describe them. They're like, oh, I know my right. I'm copyrighted. My face is copyrighted. You're fucking not copyrighted. What are you talking about? So we go to... We filmed an interview at his house, and it's pretty good, but he... I hate Walmart anymore. As a kid, I loved Walmart. I got an older and met Renee, and she's like, you know that there's, like, Meyer and Target and stuff like that? And I'm like, wow, it's so much fucking nicer than Walmart. Uh, I've never had good experiences at Walmart. It's always a mess. That's part um, of the fun, though. It's like Waffle House. Yeah. There's a time and a place for it, and sometimes I'm just not in the mood for fucking Walmart. Uh, so we're at his house and John's like, uh, listen, I, Walmart's like one of the strictest places. We're going to get thrown out. And then John, I didn't know this, this was a thing until after the, the, it happened, but there's this rule in filming that John told me about. It's a common term. I guess there's YouTube videos on people's stories called the 30 minute rule. Basically means you got something to film in one of these public place. You got 30 minutes before the cops are called. And if you're one, if you're listening to this and you're one of those retards that calls the cops because someone's recording. Just fuck off. You need to ask yourself, well, so this cop could be coming from a murder scene, a suicide scene. Because Columbus has got a lot more shit to worry about. I'm sure you've seen the death tolls. It's like 40 people so far. Open the neighborhood app. Have you seen Whitehall? Whitehall's been on <laughs> fire recently. I don't know if it's COVID or what the fuck. People pent up, just... We don't have anything better to do, so we're just shooting each other. I did like what you said about the the, the Polaris shooting, though, that like things are back to normal now. Yeah. <laughs> it's really back to normal here in Columbus. <laughs> 40, 40 murders so far. We're going to break the previous records by far. But so uh, we filmed there, and John's like, Yo, dude, if we get to start filming at Walmart, we're going to get kicked out. And I was like, yeah, probably. But it doesn't bother me. And I guess the guy we did the documentary on didn't hear us go over this. I swear to God, he was right there. And I, it's my fault for not explaining this because if you don't, you're not used to that. And he's a really nice kid. He's like 31, 32. Super nice kid. Uh, and he doesn't, he's not used to that environment. I don't know. I guess sometimes I thrive in those situations. I'm like, yeah, let's get it. Let's fucking go ape wild on each other. Let's get fucking bananas. But he's not. So we go to Walmart and we're inside filming while he, because he, he buys all of his stuff for his truck at Walmart. So he's like, We'll just film at Walmart, as much as I hate fucking Walmart. So we're filming in Walmart, nothing, no one says anything. We're filming all through Walmart, all the way through the store. Leave the store. It's 15 minutes before the store closes, there's no customers around. Um, so we're filming it, and then we're out in the parking lot. We're maybe, you know how big Walmart parking lots are, we're like 75% away from the door or something. I don't know, halfway away from the door. And the lady collecting the cards is like, oh, what a cool truck, and being nice. And then uh, when we worked at the theater, we had managers that were like this. 
uh, I guess the only way I could describe them is power trips. You promoted them too quickly or something, and they they just love having power over people. And I think that was her issue. Well, there was two ladies that we'll be talking about, two cunt faces, uh, stupid fucking bitches, um, that we'll be talking about um, that are just on serious power, power trips. And so they come out, and they're like, they better not be filming me. It wasn't even anywhere near them. Uh, I didn't give him. Per- that's my favorite. I didn't give you permission to film me. Oh, really? Because when you stepped out of your fucking house into a public place, it doesn't fucking matter. <coughs> but anyways, so they. they <laughs> I didn't give you permission. Um, didn't know I fucking had to. You piece of shit. So she's yelling like, "Oh, I didn't give you permission." Like, so we're just kind of ignoring her. Then John's like, "What?" Because he can't hear her. This this truck's loud. This kid's got, what? Uh, you better not be filming me. That's my favorite too, because they they want to be inconspicuous or to hide. The last thing you want to do is probably start fucking yelling at the person holding the camera. So, anyways, I didn't realize quite what was going on. And at the same time, she's doing this. Other workers coming out like, "Yeah, they're filming inside too." And so I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. And before I really quite knew what was happening, she's on speakerphone with 911. Not non-emergency, but full-blown 911. <laughs> you know when they they answer and they go, 911, what's your, what's your emergency? <laughs> That's a clue you called the wrong fucking number. What's your emergency? What? <laughs> I mean, it's pretty cut and dry what uh, a definition of what a fucking emergency is. I've made that mistake before of calling a non-emergency when I should have called the emergency. Yeah. At the theater, there was a lady fucking ODing, and I was like, I I could tell she was still with it, like kind of in and out of it. So I was like, I'm gonna call non-emergency line, and they were kind of pissed that I did. They're like, What the hell, man? They're like transferring me to the emergency. But anyways, um. Don't call non-emergency line or call them fucking nine one one when you have no emergency. Uh, so then I realized, like John's like, uh, just heads up. I think she's calling the police, and this lady is almost shaking. She's supposed to be a manager at Walmart, but I doubt it. She's like holding the phone and it's kind of like shaking in her hand. I was like, what in the fuck? Three white males and the lady in nine one's like, uh, ma'am, wh- what are they wearing? One's wearing a black t-shirt, and she's, like, reading off uh, the license plates of our cars. LBV, this is not the real license plate, 293, and then she's like, I can't find the license plate for the other one, but I'll get you the VIN number, and, like, runs up to the windshield, and then she's taking photos, like, real close photos of everything on the car, running around with her camera, taking pictures of the guy that's in the documentary real close, and he's awkward already, and really nice guy. So what do I do? I I just start fucking recording her. And she goes, he's recording me now as she's taking photos of us. What is happening here? And John's like trying to talk to her. He's like, I, I can show you the videos. You you weren't in them. And she's like not talking to us and kind of running away from us. Just absolutely retarded. <laughs> and this other manager walks out and she's like, um, guys, you can't. First of all, we had lots of customer complaints. Customers were coming up to us. There was nobody else in the fucking store. Your fucking bullshit store. 
your fucking horseshit Walmart. That there is nothing positive about Walmart. Besides the fact it's usually the only thing in little towns that has destroyed the economy. But we had multiple complaints from multiple people in there. My store associates are afraid they're going to be on YouTube. My, I have customers in there that just want to shop. They don't want to be on YouTube. And it's like, oh, fucking fuck you. And there's privacy laws. We're responsible for Walmart. You're responsible for all of Walmart, are you? These fucking... You know what would happen if you got fired? They would immediately promote some other retard in there to your position. Walmart doesn't give a fuck about you. That was something we talked about in the movie theater all the time. It was like, listen, this place does not give a fuck about you. Why do you care so much about about them? But saying we had multiple complaints from multiple people. So I just watched you walk out. There's no customers around. It's me and you. There's nobody complaining. We were just in there. We walked out. I seen you the whole time. And if you want someone to stop filming, just approach me. Be like, what are you guys filming? What are you, you guys can't film here. I would turn the cameras off. And he's like, then you're following her around, taking photos of her and videos of her. And I was like, I'd lost it. I try to be professional around the kid I'm filming because he's awkward. Uh, and, you know, he wants to present to be a nice guy. But once my my switch gets flipped, it's over. So then this kid's trying to calm me down. But then, John, I don't know. I don't know. It got weird. And I was like, listen, you're being irate. First of all, you don't need to say we're, you need to stop saying irate. Don't you fucking, I don't fucking know you. I'm not some part-time person that works at Walmart because they're retired and for some fucked up reason they can't support themselves. So Walmart parades them around there and overworks them. I'm not some teenager that works in your Walmart. You can tell me what fucking words I can use and that I can and can't film. <laughs> Granted, you can do that on Walmart property. You can tell me, hey, you can't film here. But then she's like... Um, first of all, when the cops get here, they're going to have you delete the footage. I was like, listen to me, you dumb fucking bitch. This footage belongs to me, and it's not going anywhere. There's 30 people that watch my videos. If that, maybe maybe 80% of them are me clicking on them. Nobody's watching this, but then she pissed me off, and I was like, I'm putting you all over YouTube. I'm going to put your face on a fucking thumbnail. Um, Sir, I'm just telling you right now, Walmart's going to sue you if you put those up. Walmart, the fucking big-ass corporation, is going to track down somebody with five subscribers on YouTube and sue me. I could I could have just lost my mind there. And the I kid, think you did, sir. Yeah, I did. And I'm trying to leave. But the kid filming the documentary is trying to be nice. He's trying to to reason with these losers. These fucking assholes. He's trying to... He's like, I'm so sorry. We were just trying to... What we were trying to do... And he's like being so nice to them. And I was like, they're not even worth it. We need to... I was like, bro, we just need to go. And it, that's another thing. When you go to like any sort of stupid film class you take, as worthless as those are, don't take them. Don't pay for them. You learn. I'm kidding. I'm joking with that. But you do learn stuff. One of the things they taught you was like, hey, you can film. It's better to... I told him, I was like, it's better to 
ask for forgiveness than permission. You know that famous saying? That's usually how it works. Because Walmart's not going to say, yeah, come on in, film. We love it. And I told the bitch, I was like, I was like, I guarantee, she's like, you guys were filming in the parking lot. You're filming inside the stores. I was like, yeah, and uh, let me guess, there's probably a hundred Walmart cameras in there filming all of us. There's a fucking camera at self-checkout that's like this to people. You know what I'm talking about? Like this. Yeah. And the whole time you're at self-checkout, there's like a someone just watching you. Do you think they give a fuck about privacy in there, about you? They're like, we just want our customers to feel comfortable when they come in. <laughs> so you installed 4,000 cameras. You have a camera shoved up fucking people's assholes over in the fucking toy aisles. And I was like, there's probably 200 cameras out here in the parking lot. And she's real proud. And she's like, yeah, we do. We got them. And they probably recorded you recording. I was like, do you not realize how stupid that comment was? How hypocritical that whole comment was you just made? Yeah, we probably recorded Gene recording us. So how is that any different than me recording you right now? But anyways, I, I hung around way too long because this kid wouldn't he wouldn't leave. He thought you could reason with these fucking idiots. And he, he, he tried to. And they called the police. And so he's like, I'm just going to wait for the police, man. I was like, fine, fuck it. I guess we're waiting for the police because here we go. And I got to sit here for two hours while I explain to five different officers that walk up. So what's going on, man? What's going on tonight? <laughs> oh, here we go again. So we were filming a YouTube video. and, But so anyways, they in OSU, it, the classes are like, hey, if they ever say, you guys have to leave. If anywhere ever tells you, hey, you got to leave, leave. Because if you stay any longer, it's trespassing. So when she said that to me, I was like, dude, we have to leave. I told him that. He wouldn't leave, so I just left. So I can't hang around. I'm not trying to catch a trespassing or something. So I left and went across the street and watched from a distance. I knew he was fine. He was safe. But then this bitch tells him, I'm sorry, your friends left you. That's messed up. And they're like trying to get my name, my first and last name, from him to tell the police officer. And then she's like, actually, last time we called them, they took over 10 hours to get here. So you can probably head on out, but what you need to do for you to leave here... This is the ultimatum she gave him. You need to text him, and I need to get a confirmation he's deleting the footage, and then that's when we'll. So this poor kid texts me. This I can read you what he fucking texts me. What the what the manager had him write to me. Like she has that kind of power. You're a fucking key carrier at Walmart. That they would replace you in two seconds. You think they give a fuck about you? He said, "Hey man." We need to delete that video of us at Walmart. The manager doesn't want her on the internet or employees. Me, I'm trying to stay calm because I still got to film some more stuff with him. And I like him. I really like him. So I did this for him. I didn't delete shit. I'm not deleting anything. But I said, yeah, man, can you call me? Meaning, like, I didn't say anything about the footage. What I wanted to text, because I knew the bitch was probably looking at it, was tell that cunt. To go back to her bullshit apartment and pretend like she has some sort of fucking meaning and come back at Walmart at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning and go fuck herself is what I wanted to say but I didn't because I like him so anyways he comes back and he's like dude I just I don't think I can go back to that Walmart and then I feel bad because I'm like that's his closest Walmart this is where he likes to shop this is where he buys shit for his truck I'm like dude don't let them bully you like that 
He's like, they know where I live. I was like, well, probably because your truck's real fucking noticeable, so they probably see it where you're parking and stuff. I don't know. So I feel bad for him, and I'm like, so I'm talking to him down. like, it's okay, man. He's like, I'm afraid they'll take my truck. And I was like, the Walmart manager's going to take your truck? Who's going to take your truck? This poor guy. And he's like, I'm, I'm an Eagle Scout. I work for the Boy Scouts. I'm like, dude, how in the fuck is this key carrier at Walmart going to take your job from Eagle Scouts and your truck? How is this going to happen? So I talked this poor kid down. This kid thinks he's losing his truck, his jobs, because of these fucking bitches at Walmart making up laws. Telling me to delete footage while she's, like, she's, it was like, the, she was like this close to the speakerphone, too. Like, for some reason, she had to be on speakerphone, so I heard the 911 operator. 911, what's your emergency? Uh, there's uh, some guys here with cameras. And I just don't, I don't, I don't like that. So, I, normally I just leave as soon as that happens. Even John's like, bro, we just need to leave. I was like, I'm not leaving this kid here and he won't go so I didn't know what to do but as soon as I was technically trespassing I was like I gotta fuck out of here but so we go back and we, we talk him down from thinking I don't know what he thought was gonna happen to him um, uh, I guess I'm just used to that 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 type of situation all the time like confrontational stuff and if you're not Ryan was with us but he was that your belly yeah, it's done like seven times. I don't know if it's coming Rumble. through on the camera or the uh, mic or not. I like it. Um, but yeah, so that was quite the adventure after that. But besides that, everything filmed pretty well. I like a good confrontation. What I done, what I didn't like was the fact that he was there and I had to kind of filter myself because I didn't want to work him up more. Because at this point he was like, hey, hey man, hey man, it's okay, calm down. And I'm like, then I'm like, ah, fuck, okay, I'll calm down just for you though, buddy. I'm not, not for these bitches. I had so much more. When she told me, like, first of all, you need to stop saying I rate. Like, you don't fucking control my vocabulary. I'm not one of your fucking 20 hours a week employees that you guys abuse here and don't pay them worth shit. Um, that's what I was going to ask. Ryan was with you? No. Oh. He, uh, he left right before that. And it's probably a good thing because I don't say, think he likes hope you don't hear this episode or he won't be filming again. I, I, I messaged him a little bit and told him what happened. And our biggest concern is because we have to film another day at a car show. Uh, it sucks because the Walmart footage is pretty good, but he doesn't want to use it because he's afraid. He like thinks like customers in the store are gonna somehow see the this YouTube video gets thirty views and they're gonna sue us or something. I don't know, but for him I'll do it. Those Walmart bitches can suck my left nut. I'll put them on Pornhub. I don't think they would get many clicks there either, me or less. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't. If you see someone does filming something, you don't like it. That's another thing, too. People are like, uh, all these customers, they feel real violated, all my employees. But you know damn well they have fucking TikTok downloaded to their phones. You have Google sharing what everywhere, everywhere you put in your fucking GPS. You have your Facebook. You have every little detail on your Facebook. Facebook's listening to you as you talk and giving you ads on your phone. But a guy next to you is filming something that's not even doesn't even include you, and somehow that includes you, <coughs> damns your uh, your privacy. <laughs> what it was the two ladies on a power trip? Biggest pet peeve of mine. It's not like a Pornhub video. Two ladies on a power <laughs> trip. 
Oh, fuck, dude. But yeah, it was fun. I love I love filming. I think I think too when those things situations happen when you're filming, it feels it feels right. Like you're like I'm actually filming something of importance than if I'm pissing off ladies at Walmart. Um, but yeah, remember Walmart recordings. We could go back to three, four, five, six fucking decades. Sometimes they're constantly recording you. There's hundreds of cameras. TikTok. Uh, your fucking Google Maps, your Call of Duty Mobile, everything on there has got way more your copyrighted material. And your face is not copyrighted material. <coughs> and there's not shit cops can do. They can show up, hey, they said you gotta leave, man. After you tell them 700 times a story. Do not call fucking 911 when it's not an emergency. That's it. There you go. It was fun. It was fun filming. I love filming. Filming shit. Well, I'm sorry it uh, ruined Walmart for you because I, I definitely have uh, not higher views of Walmart because like I said it's kind of like White Castle, but I definitely have great memories and thoughts of Walmart. And uh, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that. <laughs> well, that's why I stopped before I went too far because it's definitely like a Waffle House way, not like oh, yeah. there. And even the... Uh, you're talking about with like them ruining towns and ever whatever i told you how i watched the whole documentary and i feel totally different i feel like those kind of businesses were set up to fail they that wasn't walmart stopping them we had things that are like that niche and small i feel like you have to adapt eventually and i feel like it just moves on to the next thing everybody talked about how walmart was terrible and then they're only gonna shop at amazon now amazon's bigger than walmart i uh I watched a, a documentary from the 70s, late uh -huh. 70s. It was like, malls are destroying America. <laughs> the downtown is a ghost town. Everybody's at the mall. And now we're like, dude, Amazon's killing the malls. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, I feel like just the next thing comes and then everybody's like, well, I'm not going to. That's a big angry corporation. And they just move on to the next big angry corporation to be, but they just don't know mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Um, anything besides the adventures though? No, I think that's about it. That's it? Yeah. Okay. Um What about you, buddy? Overtime? Bingo. I say your your brother and Derek they they're sound concerned about your overtime. Well your amount of overtime. To get too far ahead in the show, I guess we might as well go over both of our, our issues at the same time. When you're going over the overtime, what were you going over on? Were you guys just like Skyping or what were you doing? Xbox. Xbox. What were you playing? Uh, is this a stupid Warzone joke? Yeah, I told you. It's uh, the thing about like um. Oh yeah, the, you said you said we're crackheads or something. Yeah, because like, over time you guys are like concerned about me, like a uh, intervention. So mm -hmm. I was like, well then, Warzone can be yours when we just do this every oh, week. Oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. How much overtime are you working this week? Actually, not much. I only did it. Uh, yeah, I did it uh, four hours, so that's like the least amount I've done in a while. Um, I did, uh, I meant to talk about last week. I thought you would find this funny when I was working a ton of overtime. I can tell how much I'm working because to get in our job, we have, I'm sure a lot of jobs have, it's like a little box and you have a key fob to scan into. So that uh -huh. way random people can't get in the building. And when I came home from work one of the nights, I just put that against my uh, my uh uh, key lock here to get inside the house. I just put up a key fob 
Holy where you have to put shit. It into the keyhole. No, oh, that's not what you do. You need an actual key here. Oh my god! <laughs> I thought you find that funny. It only I did it for like instantly, and then I was like, oh shit! It wasn't like I was sitting there <laughs> so like smacking or anything. But definitely, my first thought was just to use the fob to get into the house. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Like I said, but it's the all. He's nice though. Yeah, and they've never. Um, it's never mandatory, and they never even push it or like passive aggressive like some of our other jobs. So it's all completely me choosing it. Um, yeah, the min- money's good, and I don't know how much longer they're gonna keep offering it. But I've also thought that multiple times, so we'll see. Take a while and get it. Yeah, and then besides that, there's just a couple random things. I don't think I talked about this a few weeks ago. Did we talk about Groundhog's Day and um, there being uh, what is it? Another month of winter, or four more weeks of winter. What? What is it? I don't remember talking about that. I don't remember either, but I meant to talk about it because he didn't see a shadow, which means that there's, I think, four more weeks of winter, if I'm remembering right. What does it mean you can't see his fucking shadow? I never understood this. I he mean, comes out and he's just like... Well, I think it. Uh, what it means about not seeing the shadow is the uh, because the sun would be there during the, the spring instead of winter. I think that's where the sun, the shadow part comes from. But no, that's what I was going to... That was my whole point and why, what I meant to say when this uh, happened. Yeah. Well, why the hell do we fucking trust a groundhog to judge the weather for us? And his fucking name is Phil. I don't know if you knew that he has a name. Yeah. Phil the Groundhog. And we're like, oh, yep, shit, another month of winter. And everybody just abides by that like that's a normal thing that this groundhog just decided the weather for us. <laughs> and I meant to say it when it was announced or when they fucking did a presentation, whatever you want to call it, because I feel like every time this happens, it's almost the opposite, and uh, so far it's definitely been the opposite. That's why I wish I would have talked about when it happened, because now it just seems like I'm jumping on board. But we consistently had um, at least 40, 40 degrees almost every day, if not today was like uh, mid-60s, and that's been mm-hmm. multiple times. And uh, I just don't know. It's fucking 71 today. I got 71. Mm-hmm. Mid-60s was the highest I saw, but even that is good. Yeah. And I'm sure... It's not going to stick like that all the way through spring to summer. I feel like this happens every year, too. There's really nice weather, and then it drops back into winter because it hasn't actually transitioned completely spring. And everybody's like, yep, see global warming's here. (laughs) And then two weeks from then, it's spring again, and spring stays. I feel like there's always like a transitioning of going back and forth between spring and winter weather. And somehow every year people forget that. There's like, oh, yeah, the nice weather's here. Spring's here. And, oh, shit, winter's back. This one's supposed to happen. Yeah. I just don't know how, if you lived here your entire life, how that surprised you every time. Yeah, Easter is when I'm usually like, okay, I know we're pretty safe from here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, As much as I love winter and love the snow, I think we've gotten a good amount this year, so I'd be okay if it stayed spring. But, yeah, I'm not expecting that at all. I feel like you're getting it out of my system. (laughs) There's a lot this year. And we got a really nice one on Christmas. Oh, yeah. That was fucking awesome. I'll take that again for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Or even fun. I told you we were uh, celebrating our family's Christmas in July. If we could get a big snowstorm that, just that one day, I'll take that. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen, but I'll take it. It'd be fucking weird if it did, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> um, you mentioned what I was talking about last week about getting back to normal. I don't know if we ever talked about I know I talked about it with a few people, but I can't remember if I ever talked to you when all this was, the coronavirus was like at its peak or whatever, and everybody's real crazy about 
how things would never be the same? Were you one of the people that thought that? You're like, yeah, dude, things are just never going to be the same again. And people are never going to, like, be okay in crowds, and there's not going to be. Oh, I don't. No, I don't think I would have said that. It's possible I said that. I don't remember. I don't remember at all. I, I wasn't, like, trapping you there. I really didn't remember what you said. People don't. They said that about uh, a lot of things, though, too. Um, I think it'll change in the same way like things have changed from since 9-11. I think there'll still be things in place like the heightened security and craziness about terrorism. I think there'll be some of that like uh, masks here and there. And I think airports will really hold on to them. Airports love stripping you of rights. and Love making you feel like cattle and feel stupid. Which I, I fly to Florida next week, so I'm... Oh, I hate the TSA. Everybody, everybody, stop what you're doing. Stop this podcast. Go Google. How many times has the TSA stopped terrorists? Blow your fucking mind. Oh, I get it. Blow. Yeah, zero. Fucking zero. Uh, have you have you ever had like good experience with TSA? No, but I've actually never had anything bad. Just like annoying of having to go through it not anything actually really rude or oh, anything it's not tsa officers no it's not their fault at all i get there's a deterrent i get why they've never caught terrorists because usually they're a deterrent yeah i get it there's a reason for them i just it scares me how much rights are stripped from people and they're fucking like looking at 3d pictures of your cock and it's like, what are we doing here <clears throat> yeah and in many ways i'm like did bin laden win like this did he change America this much that it's like maybe he was successful in the stupid shit he was trying to do? Do you think that was their grand scheme to get 3D cocks? <laughs> <laughs> he just didn't get a game and he's just like, I got it, guys. <laughs> 3D imaging of cocks all over America. Um, and the scene like pat downs of kids and shit. I get, I get it. Terrorists are fucked up. They're going to strap bombs to little kids. I get why we do it. But at the same time, it's like that Brent Ben Franklin statement libertarians love to use about like at what point you're giving away so much freedom for safety is it really worth it? I don't know the exact quote he said and that was way informal and real stupid of me to say it that way, <laughs> but it was he said something along those lines. You've heard that saying before, right? Yeah. Uh so yeah, I don't like the TSA. I think they overstepped them overstepped their their boundaries. Um and they're usually huge fucking assholes. And I think it's a power trip. Like I said, these people, they don't really vet these people because they need lots of these people and they work in crazy hours. And you deal with fucking assholes and thousands of people walking by. And meanwhile, you're supposed to be looking for terrorists. <laughs> but once again, Google how many terrorists has TSA stopped? Zero. The fucking Unabomber had a fucking bomb strapped to his cock. <laughs> You had 3D imaging the cock, and you couldn't catch the fucking bomb strapped to his nutsack. I think the 3D imaging was after him. But imagine how stupid he felt. Sitting on a plate, you just go to light your dick on fire, and you never really blow up. Your whole underwear just catches on fire, and you burn yourself, and everyone's just staring at you like, what the fuck? And you know some people click with some people like, that's a fucking terrorist. You know, they probably his cock's been burnt, his ass has been burnt, and they're all just probably punching him in the face. That's such garva. That's justice. Now, see if TSA did that to a terrorist, caught their dick on fire, and punched him in the face a few times, I'd be like, fuck, it's kind of worth it to have my rights and liberties stripped from me. 
literally stripped from me to watch this fucking terrorist get his cock caught on fire and punched in the face a few times. I'm already hate flying. I'm petrified of flying. One of the worst things for me. So I couldn't imagine knowing the guy next to me tried to set us all on fire and just caught his cock on fire. I would take a few shots at his stupid face, too. <coughs> he had a very punchable face. You ever look at the Unabomber? I have, but I can't tell you what he looks like. Oh, I could just... He had a very punchable face. You're like, you're for fucking annoying. You could tell you're one of those annoying people. Hey, his cock got caught on fire, right? Like, he burned his whole dick area, right? Or am I just making that up? This is an illusion of what I want to happen to Terrace. I was asking about, well, speaking of cock fires, um, Uh about uh, things getting back to normal because. um, (laughs) Yeah, sorry. Oh, no, you're good. That was just my natural segue. I told you I'm going to get better at them. (laughs) Um, because I feel like everybody I talked to said how it would just never be the same and um, sporting events won't happen and concerts won't happen and this is just going to be how life is now and I don't see that for a second I, like I said I see what things sticking around like you say and even that I eventually see mostly going away I think it's just going to stick around because businesses are still pushing it so people are going to see that as an issue and then you're obviously always going to have people till the end of time now that take it too far and just never let go of that. Yeah. But that's the same with anything. You're always going to have the extreme end. Well, Japan, then they still wear masks from fucking 20 years ago with yeah. the bird avian flu or whatever. Yeah. And there's like zero flu this year. So clearly the masks are working for something if there was zero flu. Yeah. I, uh, I think it's pretty clear, too, that it's not going to take long for things to go back to normal because every sporting event that has had any tickets available have instantly sold out and not just sold out, but the aftermarket. Oh yeah. The aftermarket is absolutely ridiculous in pricing right now. Yeah. You know how excited I was? Like I didn't know blue jackets were a thing. Yeah. And Ryan was like, Hey Saturday, what are we doing? Think about going to this game. I was like, what the fuck? Like a different language he was speaking to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, the aftermarket is absolutely ridiculous, and you could argue that the crowds are so small right now that there's gonna just like I use the uh, whoops, oh, the uh, analogy of the other extreme end holding on to this forever. That those are just the crazy people that can't wait to do things. The anti-maskers. Yeah, but I think that falls apart when they first were letting two thousand fans in and is instantly selling out and now it's up to five thousand fans and still instantly selling out in every single game, not like one big game. And that's just in the Blue Jackets instance, but you don't look at any sporting event that has opened to any capacity and it's all selling out. Yeah. And uh the uh Super Bowl, I don't know I didn't even watch myself, I'm not gonna lie, so I didn't really talk about much on here. But I don't know if you saw that, it was almost completely full. Not just like that the tickets were sold. The whole stadium was almost full. Really? I was watching highlights and I was like, wait, what the fuck? What's going on here? Oh, man. And that also shows how much the NFL cared about this the whole time, like they said. Obviously, it's just like most of these things where they're just pushing out narratives to try and get people to go, yeah. you know, oh, wow, you're great. Because, you know, exactly. Well, our biggest event is here, so everybody can come on in. Well, yeah. did it get safer? Why can they come in now? Well, it's just the biggest event of the year. Okay, but if you actually believe that, then should matter how big the event is. Yeah, companies live in this this illusion of safety or this illusion that they give a fuck. But companies will do whatever it 
whatever whatever makes him money. Yeah. Or whatever keeps him the most publicity. Like look at air, go back to airports. You're standing. We had to stand six feet apart throughout the whole airport. Then we all jam on a fucking tin can with recirculated air. You can only take your mask off when we give you a little drink. If you're eating, you take your mask off. It's just an illusion of safety. Yeah. And it could be a liability thing. Like, hey, that's why we can't get. If they sue us, we could say, hey, we put all these in place. Or it's just like people feeling so self righteous. Like, the people that use like the filters, give a fucking profile picture with the mask on. You're like, staying home, saving lives. Those people, I think it's a, a, an illusion of self righteousness or something. Or the illusion of safety. Yeah. I feel like you saw that right away with this, that, um, like you said, the staying at home thing and everybody pushing that and like in marketing just right away is all and everything. And then it's transformed so fast. I don't know if you've seen it now that they're, uh, like, um, credit card companies and bank commercials are all talking about how you need to get out and support small businesses. <laughs> like, wow. This, this changed fast. Yeah. Uh, what happened to don't leave your house and the end of the world and um and you can tell how fast it changed because it might seem unbelievable to think about now but when this all started i don't know if you remember the blue jackets and pretty much any event put out big statements about how their events were still going to happen and they were still going to let everybody in and then right after that they got put away and couldn't do that and then they just went straight in not just the blue jackets just any any business went straight into how they support not having anybody and it was unsafe. And or you know, once you just put out these giant statements about how it's important to have people there and you're standing by that. Yeah. And I get that a lot of people didn't know exactly what was happening at the beginning, but I said they had plenty of time to transfer into other things since then. It's been an entire year now. Or the double standards. Like we knew people that had no problem going to grocery stores and, thrift shops and whatever fucking little stores but they're like hey do you want to go out to eat dude is that responsible are you responsible did you not see the double standard of this yeah no for sure i think like you said big part is definitely um portion of people trying to be better and make themselves look better while putting other people down mm -hmm. because majority of people i see do that we're the first people. Oh, dude, I can't wait to get my hair cut when things reopen. Oh, dude, I'm going to do this as soon as it opens. I'm the one that's been less preachy about this, and somehow I, I, I haven't crossed my mind. Like, oh, I'm doing this as soon as it opens. Oh, dude, the gyms are open. I'm going next day. Wait, what happened yeah. to all this talk about how you can't do anything? And um, I going back to what you said about the mask, yeah, I – I've never been anybody that thought this was completely fake and that it's just all made up. And I think the masks obviously are doing something. I did see that about the flu. I'm wondering how true that is. Not that yeah. I think it's probably higher than that and they're doing that to make it look better. But I also do think it's true that it probably has slowed it down. And I think that makes sense because I think the mask, people make fun of it because they're like, well, you can just, pull it off and sneeze but a lot of people do do it do do in their mask and uh they take a shit in their mask <laughs> that's what i thought of <laughs> and i think that makes sense the mask again catch that kind of stuff like snot and everything i think where people get disconnected is that when you're breathing all day and then you're taking on and off that that kind of stuff's getting through i think it makes sense that snot and that kind of stuff's not going to transfer so that makes sense why things like the flu wouldn't be as bad 
But if the virus is as bad as they say, I think that's where the mask thing kind of falls apart. And the CDC, as we talked about, has even said that, that unless you're using like the highest grade mask, that every, all the guidelines they're talking about throughout this entire thing about wearing masks and the statistics they show are based off of everybody wearing the most powerful mask, which almost nobody has. So, yeah. Well, then, too, like, fuck the CDC. Do you see their statement? They're like, we think uh, you guys could, we think you guys could go to concerts and stuff if you everyone's vaccinated. Yeah, do you see the uh, most recent thing they put out? They said uh, if you're vaccinated, you can now be around other vaccinated people. Or in small gatherings, you can be around um, un- unvaccinated people. Oh, wait. Oh, that's cool government acronym. Thank you for telling me how to live my fucking life. And if you can be around unvaccinated people, what happened to the big thing that was the hot trend a week ago about this new variant that everybody wasn't sure if the vaccination would cover? And so does it cover it now? Because if you can go around people that are unvaccinated, how does that make sense if there's this new variant that might not be covered by the vaccine? Um, I think it all kind of is boiled over again. And why I was talking about in things getting back to normal, I said even the small things of like hearing the crowd on the radio. I was like, man, this should not be like a comforting thing. This should be a normal, like, oh, the crowd's on the radio. But actually hearing that was like a comfort thing. And that's why I think I'm looking forward to baseball so much because like I said baseball is such an American thing. And even though football is my favorite sport and baseball is actually a few down, I'm actually more excited for baseball than I have been for any sport this year. I think it's for that reason that it's outdoors, so things should be safer and people will be more okay with it, but also just that it feels like such a tradition thing. And that had to be, I'd imagine, the first sporting events I would go to and go to regularly because the Clippers are such a cheap option here. Yeah. Um, and But where it all came back up is, I'm sure you saw Texas lifted their mask mandate and um, everybody freaked out about that and said how there is crazy nut jobs anti-maskers and uh i actually i'm not gonna lie i didn't know this when people started saying that, i will start looking stuff up so i mean that is kind of crazy they did that not that i think it's wrong but i'm just surprised somebody acted like that but did you know they were the 15th state to do that really yeah it's just so weird how news is selective and things are reported because i even assumed that was the first one can i because Florida was before them, right? Yeah, Florida was. I don't know all of them. I, I looked it up at the time. but I love Florida, man. And there's three other states that have done it more than three weeks ago. And not only had the cases not gone up, but they actually have gone down. Which, that even seems almost, that's almost hard to believe. And everybody's like, well, it makes sense because of vaccines, even though only 77% of the population in the U.S. has a vaccine. I love people, too, that are sharing their vaccine cards. Oh, yeah. People at work have been taking their wallet. See this? Uh-huh. You see it? What are we doing here? Yeah. Um, there, there's people. I've seen people at work wearing multiple masks. Oh, yeah. I knew that would happen. Because the CDC said to do that. And I was like, this is a South Park episode. Yeah, the uh, anti, the, um, what is it? The vaccination special is tonight. Is it? Yeah just happened tonight um can't wait to see it but uh yeah it's it's all crazy and 
Like I said, the fact that how that was reported, and even I assumed that they were the first ones and that 14 other states had already done it, and then nobody's reporting how well it's went, seemed kind of odd to me. And everybody's talking about, well, you can't judge it because you got to wait three weeks and then you'll see what happens. But then there's states that have done that, and everybody's like, well, you can't really judge that. And then everybody's like, well, yeah, but vaccinations, even though 7% of the population has it, and now they say that. 80 to 90 percent would have to have it to have immunity now everybody's like well yeah but that's immunity that's not you can still have a slowdown so you're telling me seven percent of the entire population is enough to change this but you need 80 or 90 for immunity that doesn't quite add up especially because every expert said it would take at least six months to see a difference and we're like three months into vaccination and everybody's like yeah you're seeing the difference are you gonna take the vaccine i'm not sure i'm not Kind of like the mask and all that. I'm not completely against it. I don't think it's something to like um, control all of us or anything crazy. I just think it's also completely irrational. Go well. I'm not sure. This seems pretty rushed. And most vaccinations, like the flu vaccination, all of them had so many side effects until they were worked out. So I think it's just kind of odd how everybody's jumping on board. And if you don't, you're some nut job. This seems so opposite of what it should be. So I'm not saying I won't get it because I might. I also find it funny that uh, almost everybody that's doing that, I'm like, did you get your flu shot? No, no I didn't get my flu shot. What? Then how are you? Yeah. Um, I recommend listening to the interview with Brett Weinstein on Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan's newest interviewer uh, on COVID. Let's see. I forget his name. Let's see if we can find it on here. Uh, Jamie Metzel. Uh, I know I'm very anti-Communist Party trying to, mm-hmm. but it definitely leaked out of the lab, without a fucking doubt, at this point. You think so? Yeah, I I think I'm speaking out of my ass. I don't know much. I think in a few years it's going to come out. China has been known to cover shit up. Like when they that they talk about the there there was a. China's like, we're going to get bullet trains because, you know, fuck Japan. They hate Japanese. It's like a, a thing from World War II. But they uh, they went through bullet trains. A bullet train crashed after this big announcement. That we got our bullet trains, and they just buried it. And then there was like, I think one of those crashed and killed a bunch of people. And they're like, no, it didn't. No, it definitely did. Psst. And then eventually they, they dug it up. And they're like, see, I told you. And they had to admit it. So, just look at the history of, of China, um, especially from Mao. They've buried, tried to bury everything that piece of shit did. Hitler uh, 2.0. Um, so, I, I think this shit will try to be buried, but I think the truth will come out eventually. Uh, another crazy part, too, like the whole meat market thing. I guess it, when this started, it was in the fucking winter. These bats and the pangolins weren't even there. There's a fucking uh, a lab there that's been known to break rules and got in trouble that studied coronaviruses. Um, I just I think it's so obvious that it leaked. And the fact that like Brett Weinstein was like, dude, this thing, when I look at this thing, it's something that's like a designer, like a designer made this, made this perfect for spreading. I don't know if they did it on purpose. It really put them in a good position and really fucked with us hardcore. 
and probably stopped their worst enemy number one to them, which was Trump, from getting reelected. Did you see the statement he put out today? Yeah, I did. Where he like <laughs> believe that was real. China virus. <laughs> I saw people sharing the hate him. I was like, that is definitely not real. I can't believe they're sharing that. And then I was like, this is fucking real. Um, yeah, I miss when he had a Twitter account. <laughs> that shit was daily. Did you see the Texas Rangers, the baseball team, announced that their home opener will be uh, they'll be selling out to capacity. Really? So I guess uh, if everybody says you can't judge by the other things, we'll figure out fast because it's like 50,000 people all in one spot. Well, and, I think you uh, got to ask yourself, which state in the fucking union do you think is doing things right? The uh, The odd thing is that after that, it's like most of this stuff just seems selective and kind of stupid. It said after that they'll go back to restricting it and uh, having numbered crowds. So I was like, wait, so the home opener, it's okay to have an entire crowd oh, and yeah. it's safe. And then you got to, after that, it becomes unsafe. But uh, so it seems kind of backwards. Even if you're going to do that, you think you would start with a smaller crowd and work your way up. I mean, if you watch most baseball games, <laughs> it already some of them already look like they're uh, uh, limiting numbers in there. Well, that's because you watch Indians games. Not, oh, oh, shit, sorry, the baseball team. Uh, Reds <laughs> usually are right there with them, sadly. Yeah. Um, it's just there's so many fucking games, you know? Yeah. Um, but I guess we'll see what happens with all that craziness. We can, uh, I have one more random thing before we get into the show, but this one's at least gaming-related. Did you hear about the Aliens game that was announced last week that I talked about? No. It's like a third-person shooter, uh, Left 4 Dead-style alien game. Oh, that sounds great. It's, what Colonial Marines is supposed to be. It sounds great. You should watch. IGN has a 25-minute video of it. It's cool, but it's made by, uh, I think it's Cold Iron Studios. I've never heard of them, which wasn't a good sign. And the fact that it just got announced randomly and it comes out this summer, I was like, ooh, I don't know about that. The only thing that gave me hope, I talked about last week, that uh, this uh, developer has been working on, I think it said, for four or five years. Wow. And it said that, they uh, since then have built up 40 people in the uh, company. So that seems like a lot of people for a small thing like this and only releasing one game. But the uh, at least the video they put out so far looks super generic and pretty bland and boring, which sucks because you yeah, had that alien game in uh, Left 4 Dead style. Sounds fucking awesome. Yeah. But I just wanted to bring it up since uh, I talked about it last week and I've seen some gameplay since then because that was kind of my concern and Kind of seems like that's happened, unfortunately. But uh, anything we got forgot to talk about from the weeks before? Since uh, no, I'm about an, uh, almost an hour into the last episode. Okay, I know I forgot to talk about uh, what's what I've been up to. I forgot to talk about you saw when you came in the new sectional we bought. We bought a big uh, sectional upstairs to replace our couch and chair. So it was uh, quite the adventure trying to get all that stuff in here and. But super nice now. The only, the only concern I have and had this probably gonna sound like a joke, but it's real, was the uh, PlayStation VR because you probably saw upstairs. It's a more limited space, so I'm curious to try out the PlayStation VR and see how it works in there. And then, uh, actually, speaking of PlayStation VR, did you see that random thing that PlayStation put out? It was like six new PSVR games. No, I forgot to talk about it last week. They put it out the day after their state of play for some reason, which their state of play was super lackluster, so I don't know why they didn't have this as part of it. Especially, it was six games, and they had like three-minute trailers. 
So it's kind of cool getting a better look at it. But even if they did like a sizzle reel and like, hey, tune in tomorrow, it would been cool. But uh, one of them was Dune 3 VR. It's the entire Dune 3 game in uh, nice. VR. I should put the other ones in here. but would be a good one for it, too. That one was like the most horror. Yeah, definitely. I don't know how to describe it. That was one, Scary. I think, uh, prior on an old podcast, that I, maybe that was the beginning of this one, I talked about playing Doom 3 and as when I was younger and I restarted it recently on PS3 to try and beat it, and I planned to beat it but never did, and now I don't know if it's too late or not. I was reading an article on on Doom 3. I forgot they had that stupid thing where you couldn't have your flashlight and gun out at the yeah. same time. Mm-hmm. Which, that kind of works for the horror part of it, but it also was frustrating as well. Um... But the other ones, I know there is a Expect to Die 2, which is a popular VR game. The first one was, and then all the other ones were new properties from what I remember. So that's kind of refreshing, but it's kind of shocking and came out of nowhere. Just six PSVR games like that announced. Um, and then the only things I forgot to talk about are the kind of corrections, I guess, moving to corrections, question, feedback, were... War of the Rings, I was talking about that last week, watching uh, Return of the King. And do you remember this movie being kind of uh, cringy at points? Return of the King? Well, just the series. I still love it overall. I think it's super impressive. But yeah. Especially the ending of (laughs) Return of the King where they're like hopping up on the bed. That's what I talked about. Oh my God. Daniel had correction. Um, I, I imitated very terribly. Uh, Frodo getting excited about seeing Sam, but he said about Gandalf, and he says it really ridiculously. I think that's why she corrected it because it was. I won't embarrass myself again, but yeah, that scene's fucking yeah. awesome in all the wrong ways. Usually, the cringy shit usually involves the hobbits too. Yeah, which are my least favorite in the series. I did put something else I didn't talk about last week as uh, for Lord of the Rings. It was this line. I feel like it had to be intentional. It was so disgusting. This one was from Smeagol. And he was talking to uh, Sam. It was when uh, he took the rabbits away from him because Smeagol was just biting straight into the rabbits and eating them. And then Sam showed him how to cook it. And uh, Smeagol got mad and talked about how they could just eat fish instead. And then Smeagol in his Smeagol voice said, give it to us raw and wiggly. And (laughs) he says it's so disgusting. Give it to us raw and wiggling. And I was this is uh, this whoever wrote this is so innocent they don't realize how fucking disgusting that sounds. Or there's somebody who's like, Yeah, I can get away with this. Nobody I was like, this sounds so nasty. It's hot. You should watch the clip. I can't do it just as you might be able to tell there. Do you know why they're doing all this this shit this year? Um, is it an anniversary are you asking me? Yeah. Twenty years since is it? Fellowship of the Rings came out. See, I feel like I remember when I started doing this I saw something about an announcement like that. God damn, dude, that makes yeah, me feel disgusting. old. Mm-hmm. I loved uh, Fellowship of the Rings when that was a, a day one by. Was it? Uh, yeah, VHS. The old VHS days. Yeah. Um, that in episode one. Like constantly on repeat in the VHS player. That's totally fair. And that feels like 10 years ago, maybe. <laughs> Not 20. Oh, I know. It's bonkers. 9-11 is going to be 20 years this year. What the fuck? I feel like last year we celebrated the 10-year anniversary. Yeah. Celebrated? 
a terrorist thing is that to say, Cody? What, what, what should I have said? Uh, honored? I don't know. Probably, yeah. Celebrated. If I correct you, so. Celebrated. I'm a member of Al-Qaeda. This is a good thing to say a week before getting on a fucking plane. <laughs> um, we can move on to question of the week from James B. He says, how's it going, guys? Oh, hey. That, that was a serious one. I did uh, forget <laughs> to say hi there. I thought since it's been a little bit, you're doing that on purpose. He says, before I get to the question, I'm going to start with some feedbacking. First off, I love the new intro music. Ryan, thank you. Um, hopefully you've listened to this and heard your amazing addition there. <laughs> Second, I think Ryan should be the news guy. I don't know if James are replacing you. Oh, shit. Because Ryan was a news guy last time, so I think he's like, yeah. Maybe you do a normal recordings and then Ryan just comes in for the, okay. the news. It's like, it's like actual... Uh, ABC broadcasting here. Ryan comes in for the news. <laughs> and then he says, because he has such a way with words, it's unbelievable. <laughs> and then he said, this week's question is another simple one. Is there any underrated or not well-known games you wanted to recommend to your viewers and listeners? Signed, Sasquatch. I don't know if he expects me to read that every time, but I'm just going to keep doing it. Um, I talked to Cody before this happened, James. We actually did an episode all about this. I'm not just trying to get people to watch that. Me and him talked about that that would be way more helpful and inform informative than anything we could think of right now. So we would just either reiterate what we said in that episode or miss out stuff that we actually cared about. Did you have anything new that before or since that episode we recorded that you know of? No, not really. Yeah, the only one I would say is not really... It's gotten good feedback, and I don't think it's that good feedbacking. <laughs> um, that not that well known, but uh, Donut County. I streamed that game on the last Extra Life stream. It's on uh, Game Pass. So you don't have to pay for it. That game's super fun. But uh, I'm gonna try. Never done this before, so we'll see how it goes. But I'll try and put a link to the video I'm talking about right now. I should at least look up the episode, so I could have said that. I'll put it in the description of the YouTube video for the episode if I can't get the link to work. But if you want to watch that, that would uh, that answer your question. Or a great alternative, too, because this is kind of where I found some of mine, was uh, Metal Jesus Rocks has a great series called Head Hidden Gems, and he goes through go. like, every console and talks about some off-the-wall games that you would never expect. And they're usually really cheap. Okay. Relatively cheap for whatever the console is. Um. I'm going to read a question from James from a few weeks ago because I said I would ask you. Probably should give you a heads up. So I'll read it now and then we can maybe come back to it if you don't have anything. Um, he said, what was it? Oh, my God. It was this one. If your favorite game had an option to replace characters with characters from your favorite movie or show, who would they be, and what would make it better or worse? Um, yeah, I thought about that one, man. And, oh, did you? Uh, I also thought about his other previous one where he talked about um, head cannon. Is that, what that it was? that's actually what I meant to ask about. So that doesn't seem right. So yeah, head cannon is what I meant to ask about. Yeah. No, I never got into shit like that. I no, never thought about that. I mean, maybe I thought sometimes about. 
I don't know. I always love clone troopers and maybe putting mm-hmm. a bunch of them with like Gears of War guys would be sick, but Yeah, it'd be awesome. I never uh like Marcus Phoenix ordering around like a bunch of clones <laughs> and fighting locusts that way would be kinda sick. But besides that, no, I never really thought of anything like that. Um but for your other question too, I never really thought about that either. Switching stuff out. I like how you chose uh, Lost and Halo. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Maybe putting like some Game of Thrones in with into an RPG game or something, just because I want a, a solid like. Elder Scrolls experience, but with Game of Thrones. I know Atlas made a game a few years ago. Um, but putting Jon Snow's story or something like that in Elder Scrolls as DLC would be kind of cool. Okay. Um, actually, this was probably months ago at this point now, but I randomly had thought about a question James asked about a dream games that we had. Like if we could make a game. And this one isn't very unique, but I think you would, I think you'll agree. We'll see. How do you feel? I think this would be a match made in heaven. Bioshock VR, but not just like you port over Bioshock, like a from the ground up Bioshock in VR and not like gimmicky. I love PSVR, but a lot of it's gimmicky or um, kind of bottom tier, but like Half-Life, Half-Life Alex style as far as production and care and time put into it but Bioshock I think it'd be fucking perfect because without spoiling Bioshock too much it uh, depends a lot on your perspective and I think it would uh, be even more impactful than somehow even more impactful than Bioshock already is if you're actually like feeling like that character while you're doing it the game would be so much scarier too oh yeah that too probably a little more frustrating but I mean, I would even love a port of Bioshock. I just feel like that would definitely feel gimmicky and not well made if you just port over the original Bioshock. And I know what's going to happen now, so that kind of ruins a lot of the luster there. Um, But I was just trying to fill in some things there because I didn't want to dodge your question, James. I think that's actually the most genuine way to to answer it. So if you have any corrections, questions, or feedback, you can send to currentbacklogs at gmail.com. And then you want to get into the news, buddy? Yeah. All right, go for it. You're the news guy. Ryan's not here. Oh, let's see. I got to go back. Let me switch out the the docs. I I should probably link that other doc to my main one here. All the Montezuma. All right, let's get into the news. <coughs> this one's from IGN. Um, I'm guessing this is the titles of the articles. Xbox Series X slash S and Xbox One are getting an upgraded browser. Which uh, initially sounded exciting to me, but I was like, I don't fucking use that thing. Yeah, I don't either. Part of it is because it's so fucking janky, though. And uh, what this talks about, I think, is a potential really cool idea. Um. I've watched porn on my Xbox before, though. Have you? Yeah. The browser works good for that. I've actually, I'm not going to lie, I've never tested that just because even, well, I haven't thought about it, but even if I did, I'd probably be like, ah, it's not going to support fucking video in there. 
<laughs> it does. It supports video. Huh. Uh, Xbox Series X slash S and Xbox One consoles will soon be getting a new upgraded Microsoft Edge uh, Chromium-powered, which Chromium is, uh, I had to look it up, is Google-based code, code mm-hmm. language software writing thing. Uh, which kind of makes sense with Chrome, which is yeah. kind of funny since it means like Chrome and Edge are working together. Yeah. Um, and it's powered uh, browser that is capable of playing Google Stadia. I'm like, is that maybe why maybe Google hooked them up? Like, let's help you make Edge better, but you got to put Stadia on there for us. Um, as reported, The Verge testers and Xbox Alpha Skip Ahead Group. That's such a ridiculous <laughs> name. Most early 2000s name I ever heard. Um, can now access this new version of Edge and while it still doesn't have full mouse and keyboard support which is insane you don't games don't the con- doesn't the console can't you play some games with the mouse and keyboard yeah, certain games uh, and isn't uh, and is a bit buggy and appears much better than the current solution one benefit of the Chromium browser on Xbox is allowing it to work with browser based streaming services like Google Stadia and Amazon Luna. Additionally, even though Xbox consoles have native access to Xbox Game Pass, this could theoretically also allow for Xbox cloud gaming through a browser, which is just weird. I don't know why you do that. You have your Xbox right there. Yeah, I don't understand that part either. The only time it makes sense is something like Apple where they'll have to like work around because they won't let it on there, but when it has mm-hmm. it, you don't know why you'd ever choose that. Microsoft adds support for it in spring of 2021. Furthermore, this should allow for more improved Capability with browser-based games and services like Skype and Discord through the web. I think Xbox should just make a Discord app. I think that's what I was going to say. That and Stadia, I think both of them apps will be way better. Yeah. I just don't know if they're going to be weird about that because I think Discord, I feel like they want you using their chat. Um, I, I mean, Xbox wants you using their chat, not Discord. And then Stadia, I feel like that might be... Xbox is all about spreading around and everything, but I feel like they might... Think that's a little too, like uh, close to competition. Just let them be on there with them. Yeah. Um. So this one next article is from the Burge. Microsoft completes Bethesda acquisition, promises some Xbox and PC exclusives. <coughs> Which times weird because when I read this earlier, I was like, bro, that's not till like a few months, and I realized, holy shit, we're in March yeah. already. So that uh-huh. went quick. Uh, Microsoft has finalized its $7.5 billion deal to acquire ZeniMax Media, the parent company of Doom, and Fallout Studio Bethesda Softworks. The finalization comes just a day after Microsoft secured regulatorial uh, approval from the EU for the acquisition and will now bolster the company's first-party Xbox game studios up to a total of 23. I think it's really odd that a company has to ask permission for the government. Um... This is the next step in building an industry-leading first-party studio team, a commitment we have to our party community, says Microsoft Gaming Chief Bill Spencer. With the addition of Bethesda Creative Teams, gamers should know that Xbox consoles, PC, and Game Pass will be the best place to experience new Bethesda games, including some titles in the future that will exclusively be to Xbox and PC players. This deal includes Bethesda sub-studios like Dishonored developer Arcane, Wolfenstein Studio Machine Games, Doom Maker, id Software, and the Evil Within Studio Tango uh, Gameworks. Microsoft now has 23 first-party studios compared to Sony's 13 PlayStation Studios. 
Um, Bethesda will now be run as a separate business at Microsoft uh, with its existing leadership, which I guess is something similar it said that they've done with other acquisitions like LinkedIn. And uh, In a separate blog post, Bethesda marketing chief Pete Hines said, first, Pete, first of all, that Pete Hines, that's such, I always love that name. I don't know why. It just rings, just rolls right off the tongue. <laughs> Pete Hines. <laughs> Sounds like a like a ketchup brand or something. Yeah. Well, I guess because Heinz, Heinz is one. Yeah. But uh, like a special exclusive Heinz. First, let me say we are not taking any landmark announcements or changes right now. As we've all shared, the expectation is that Bethesda Softworks. Quick question, Casey. Do you like ketchup? Fuck no. Re- I figured I could have guessed that. Oh, one. God. It makes me throw up just smelling it. Really? Mm-hmm. I love ketchup. Just not on hot dogs. That's where I draw the line. Okay, uh, so anyways, Pete Hines says, First, let me say that we're not making any landmark announcements or changes right now. Bethesda Softworks and our studios will continue. We ha- just as we have in the past, past uh, just with more support and resources than we ever had before. Yeah, Microsoft's endless pocketbook. Obviously, Game Pass has been an important initiative for Xbox, and we'll be working on putting even more of our games into Game Pass than ever before. Beyond that, stay yeah. tuned. We're just getting started together. Microsoft originally announced its plan to acquire Bethesda in September, promising to honor PS5's exclusive, exclusive commitments for Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo. Games like Elder Scrolls Online will also continue to be supported exactly as it was. Questions have been raised over Microsoft's plans for Bethesda's exclusives on Xbox and PC, and Spencer has made it clear today. That's I never heard him refer to as Spencer. <laughs> Sounds like fucking frat, bro. Yeah, right. Spencer. What's up? My name's Spence. <laughs> I collect RC cars and drink wine coolers. Uh, Spencer has made it clear today that there will be some new titles that will only be available on Microsoft platforms. Exactly. How many isn't known yet? But in the meantime, Microsoft is bringing more Bethesda games to Xbox Game Pass later this week. So clearly something's going to be exclusive at some point. Before we get to the less important stuff, I'll just put that as the news. Anyone should address the fact that your first thought for a frat bro was collecting RC cars. I see. I didn't think uh, <laughs> art, like a frat bro. Uh-huh. I just thought of like a just a, oh, an odd guy. <laughs> What's up? My name's Spence. I collect flea market swords. I feel like we all knew kids that did just weird shit like that, you know? Me and Nikki's collect swords and blades. Really? Yeah. Oh, so that fuck. was us. Yeah, that was you guys. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I don't know if you saw Xbox since uh, I sent you that. Put out something about how uh, there's going to be Bethesda games dropping on Game Pass real soon, and they said they put out a list of them. But yeah, there's a couple things in there. First off, did you see the trailer that uh, Bethesda put out for the announcement? It's like no. two, three minutes long, but it's really well done. I think you like it a lot, and the. Uh, logo they use for it. I've never seen it. I think you would be all about it. It's uh, It looks like it's from the 80s, but it's mm-hmm. modern, and I've, I've never seen their logo like it. It's really cool. And then it's kind of like a sizzle reel of their games and showing the studio and some badass music behind it and Pete Hines is talking through it. And then uh, something, something that uh, either it's another game and I'm Something I haven't played, or somehow nobody's talking about it, but I'd be shocked because I feel like people pick up on this stuff. They definitely show it was only like 10 seconds, but you know that's enough for people to freak out with what this game is. 
a game that I'm almost positive was Starfield. It was a space game and it was a first person. And it was a, it's possible, the only thing I could think of is Prey, since I hadn't played Prey, maybe it was that. So I feel like people would have been, I mean, people have been freaking out for three years or whatever it is mm-hmm. about Starfield and all we have is a fucking logo for it. So even 10 seconds, you go, well, nobody cares about that, but people would fucking break that down to the end of time. So you play Prey, maybe I should show you the video and see. Yeah, I'm about two-thirds of the way through the game right now. Okay, it's not like it'll be a spoiler or anything. It's literally like a shot of a planet with somebody work, walking on it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's something we discussed quite a few times, and I know a lot of podcasts have about what this deal would be and if that means Bethesda games are actually going to be exclusive or not, which just obviously tells us at least some of them will not be. But like I said, I actually thought none of them would be, so... I would be okay if they were, and I think it's weird if Microsoft wouldn't do that, but they just seem so all about putting their games everywhere that that's why I thought they wouldn't. I do think, this might sound like I'm just trying to back up my point, but I said that's not actually how I want it, so there'd be no reason to back it up. I think the more likely scenario is probably that there'll be timed exclusives, even if they are exclusive. So I don't know which games it would be, if it's going to be Starfield or if it's going to be unannounced games or what games it would be, but I feel like they'll say they're exclusive. I don't even think they'll say timed exclusive at the time to try and push Xbox, but I think Starfield will be out for a year and then the next year it'll come out on PlayStation, especially because by that point you're losing most of your sales by that point anyways, and then you get a whole new audience. But I could be wrong. Like I said, I also didn't think they'd be doing exclusives in general, even though I think they should. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I would love that for it to all be exclusive. Yeah. And then... You well, spent all that money, man. Why not? Oh, I know. That's why I said if it was me, I wouldn't do that. And I would hope they would. I just seen how Microsoft has handled it is why I thought they wouldn't. I do. It's the, one of the coolest things about DC and one of the saddest parts is when you're on the, the trains, it's like once you get towards the end, it's like next stop Bethesda and stuff like that. Maryland. Yeah. I'm like, bro, I just want to stop there. Real yeah. Quick. I'm 100% sure you could not get. It wouldn't be like like when you went to PopCap Games. Oh, that was... Yeah, I think that was mostly luck. I'm sure you just sit out the entrance and just look at the Bethesda logo and be like, wow, that's cool, we're here. Oh, that'd be okay with me. I also went to Nintendo when I was there. You guys heard about that? And the class, or like the uh, classic uh, Nintendo sign out there. Everybody knows really? of Nintendo America. And I even walked in the lobby, and there's a bunch of Japanese people, and they looked like I should uh, not be there. Can I help you? No, like, yeah, I just didn't know if he did tours or anything. No, it's not open to the public. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll get out. Security. Uh-huh. Fucking tackled. <laughs> Weeb in the lobby, weeb in the lobby. Yeah, um, but I went in the building and I saw a sign, so yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, I would have gone in the building, too. Yeah, I didn't regret it, and they weren't rude or anything. They just, I'm sure that's probably a common thing. So probably yeah. say, oh, God, here we go again. So Mario, and they're like, oh, shit, we got him. We got him. <laughs> yeah, you'd think they would have definitely a more high-tech version, but like what I was talking about in my work where you had to like scan in or something because I walked straight in. You think they would yeah. purposely have a defense against that? Garrett, he's been on the show before, and uh, he's the reason I work the job I work now. Um, they didn't have that at our job, too, the, the badging in and badging out. And he said this homeless guy kept wandering in thinking it was a hospital. Yeah. And they added that. So, yeah, the fact that 
we have it too is like I'm surprised Nintendo doesn't have yeah. it. Yeah. Even like the reception area where we sit, like you have to hit like a little little computer screen and we'll talk to you before we let yeah. you in. Um one thing that I heard a podcast talk about that I actually did not think about at all all the time to talk about this is what do you think this means for E three because assuming E three does oh, happen. Yeah. Bethesda always has their own giant press conference, but that seems kind of weird to do that when you're part of Microsoft. Well, I think the how they really underlined that this is still its own separate company. I think they'll still be doing their own thing and do like a little bit with Microsoft. But I think they'll still have their own show since they're their own company still, technically. I hope so, yeah. I've, the more shows, the better. Not as far as like spacing out and like this past year was, but like the more shows in e3's time frame i'm all about that yeah i think it does seem odd i do think it's smart on uh business wise to keep them separate even though they obviously own them i feel like that's the best way to create creativity and let them thrive while throwing like you said endless money at them but not just being over their head i'm i'm sure that it's not completely that hands off when you're spending that much money i'm sure if something's going wrong they'll be there yeah so i think it's good to have that over your head but not to just be pushed by that the entire time. Mm-hmm. There was a rumor, you might have seen it, said there's going to be some big uh, Bethesda slash Microsoft press conference this week. Okay. But I don't know if that's true, but I um, guess uh, we'll see about that. Even if, like, the Microsoft one was split, like, uh, the first part Bethesda, second part Microsoft, as long as they don't lose any content or whatever. Yeah, especially because Bethesda, well, for one, just actually talking about games they have uh some of the cooler stuff to show i think but then they also have some of the worst e3 moments so i'd hate to lose that yeah i think todd howard would be afraid of losing his uh his time to shine his <laughs> moment on the stage um i think that's all i have with that one unless you had anything to add uh no that's it okay the next one is from GameSpot. uh halo tv show news master chief actor pablo schreiber has said he won't do an impression on the Halo TV show, suggesting he won't try to replicate Steve <coughs> Steve Downs. Finish the fight. I don't like see, see. I can't even. I can't even. That was terrible. Try it, buddy. You do your best. <laughs> a famous Master Chief line in his voice. <laughs> what's it? What's a good saying? What's what's what? I need a weapon. That's pretty good, buddy. I don't think so. A little, little, little high pitch there. <laughs> He's so fucking low that I think it's almost impossible. Yeah. No, he's a badass. I need a weapon. <laughs> I see, I can't even do that. It's not like a fucking Duke Nukem. <laughs> Shit down your throat. Um, this is, this is kind of douchey. I didn't like this tweet he made. <laughs> I don't do impressions. I play characters. Damn, dude. He said uh, on Twitter... Um, he said the video game focused on Master Chief, the super soldier, but the TV show will provide more depth and insight in the man under the helmet, John. Which is kind of cool. So let's go back to his tweet again. I don't do impressions. I play characters. Well, everybody knows the Master Chief. This show is an opportunity for us all to get to know John. Which is a little, it's a little fruity. Like, get to know John. He's a great guy. Yeah, he's a great guy. He collects RC cars. <laughs> I said, we are working incredibly hard to bring some uh, something to the screen that everyone can get behind. 
In 2019, it was teased by Showtime boss Gary Levine that Master Chief's helmet would come off in the Halo TV show. That's a big deal because Master Chief keeps his helmet on during most of the Halo video games. During most of the... Yeah, spoilers, in uh, 5, it comes off for like a half second. Oh, okay. I haven't played that one. Yeah. Um, Or have I? I thought you said it. Yeah, I've played 5, yeah. Yeah, I've played all of them. What am I saying? Um, as Schreiber is alluding to his tweet, it appears that Halo will focus more on John, blah, blah, blah. Uh, wearing his helmet. Um, Halo's, which I think is good for the TV show because I don't think you can make too much connections with the TV show-wise with just a, a helmet. But then it's like, that's Halo. This is Master Chief. He doesn't take his helmet off. What are you doing? Um, which is also, another would add another cool element like I feel like Star Wars with Kylo Ren one of the biggest issues when he took that fucking helmet off it was so sick I loved his helmet the way his voice sounded yeah and then he got real whiny right after he took it <coughs> off um Halo's transmedia boss Kiki Wolfkill <laughs> is that a real name <laughs> Kiki yeah. Wolfkill that is fucking badass <laughs> uh is heading up to production that sounds like an Xbox Live gamer tag <laughs> Are they sure they, they shouldn't change your name to a gamer tag? Uh, is heading up the production of the Halo TV show for Microsoft, and she recently spoke about how the program will take risks and present something new to fans, and the fans may not like it. I did like what you had to say here, too. It's amazing to have these dedicated fan bases and communities, but it's also hard because there's so many diverse perspectives. At some point, you can't satisfy all the voices. You need to have your own voice, she said. I like that quote a lot. I think it's true about a lot of these big um, big IPs. The Halo TV show stars Orange is the New Black Pablo Schreiber as Master Chief, which is weird to me because in Orange is the New Black, he plays like a, almost like a redneck, uh, hard-ass cop, like almost like Rico from Reno 911, like a real comedy. Uh-huh. I was like, I don't see this. How is this going to work? But then I see he was in a bunch of other stuff, and he kind of looks like I would expect Master Chief to look like. Uh, with Californifications, uh, Natasha Elhone is Dr. Halsey. Gen- so that means it must start pretty early in in John's life as we get to know John in his RC car collection. Jen Taylor, who voices Cortana in the video games, will voice the character on the TV show as well. The Halo TV show will premiere in 2022 on the Paramount Plus. That's it. Um, so, I think it definitely is a good idea, since he is the actor and they're going that way, to not have him try and, his quote was ridiculous, but not try and do impressions because that would come off corny and probably wouldn't sound the same. But I just think it's an odd choice in the beginning because I would assume before reading this that he would be in the suit most, if not all the time. So that's why I always said he could have somebody else act it. But I don't know why you wouldn't have Steve Downs just be the voice actor, especially since you have Jen Taylor doing Cortana. That seems like that's going to be super weird to have literally the same voice and then somebody's just doing their own voice with it. And that might sound silly, but I feel like a big part of the Master Chief character is his voice, like how stoic and 
um, how intimidating it is just by doing that. So I feel like losing that seems kind of weird. And I feel like that's what everybody says now that you can have no connection to somebody because you can't see their voice and or you can't um, see them and you have no emotion to it. But I feel like playing the Halo games, I definitely had an emotional attachment without seeing him. I feel like you definitely can. And that stoic quiet. Yeah. I feel like that said something in itself. And I feel like the first time doing that, not being in the game seems weird and having somebody that is just going to play the Master Chief but not have the voice and just be outside the outfit it seems like a lot of time. That's not how I picture the, the, like the first big time Halo media to be. I hope it's well done. Obviously, I'm going to give it a chance, but I feel like this is not what I imagined at all. So, yeah, I don't know. I get it in one sense, but I also think it's just kind of weird because um, you talked about uh, Kylo Ren, but like Darth Vader, I don't feel like anybody's like, oh, he needs to take off his helmet. I feel like everybody's just, oh my God, he's so badass. Yeah. And they did. It was a geriatric <laughs> albino. Um, so the next one is from Game Informer. Uh, more Borderlands movie news. Eli Roth's Borderlands movie casts another role, this time with Creed 2 actor Florian... I can't pronounce his last name. To all the boys. As, is it Krieg? Um, I'm actually not sure. Uh, joins other big name actors like Kate Blanche, Jamie Lee Curtis, Jack Black, and more. Krieg is from a bandit family with a rough past tied to his mom for his perceived weakness. Uh, that lack of love toughened him up, only to have him captured by Dr. Benedict. This is so nerdy. <laughs> uh, when we met the character in Borderlands 2, he was changed man from the doctor's experimentations. Testing that led to the creations of the psychos that love to shoot at us while we're exploring Pandora. Florian brings real humanity and multiple layers to a character who, on the surface, seems you. totally insane and brutally savage, said Roth in a recent press statement. <laughs> Krieg was by far the most difficult role to cast, and Florian brought up him to a life and grounded him in a way that I did not know was possible. He's going to be brilliant, Krieg, and will fit in perfectly with the incredible cast. Uh, the Lionsgate film is set to begin filming soon in Budapest. There we go. More Borderlands news. I didn't have much to add there. Now it's just kind of a running thing. Somehow every week there's a new cast member. Yeah, I, did, I looked him up. He really looks like that, that character. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know the actor. Uh, the casting looks good. I hope oh, it's yeah. good. I, like, I love Eli Roth, so I think he's in good hands. Um, This, I didn't hear about this. This one got me excited. This. Me too. I uh, Sounds good. Yeah, I was searching that Borderlands thing, and that came up. And Wait, what the hell is this? And I thought... You, this seems right up in mine, yours, Alice. So that's why I put it on here. For sure. Uh, from GameSpot, Neil Patrick Harris movie, 8-Bit Christmas starts production. Production has begun on the new video game movie starring Neil Patrick Harris. The movie, 8-Bit Christmas, takes place in suburban Chicago in the 1980s 
with a story that focuses on a 10-year-old boy's epic quest to get the best video game system for Christmas, which is the Xbox, right? He wants a time machine in the 1980s to mm-hmm. get the greatest console ever, which was the 360, and bring it back. Uh, the movie is being produced by New Line for HBO Max. Parent company Warner Bros. says the film will offer humorous and heartfelt look back at the adventures of childhood. I'm glad this faceless corporation can tell me how I feel about their film that hasn't been started filming yet. <laughs> the story centers on a kid named Jake Doyle who is played by... Wins- I mean, what's what's annoying about these companies, too, is they, they say generic stuff like humorous and heartfelt. And meanwhile, they're like taking artists, people with the talent to make something that's humorous and heartfelt, and they're tying their hands behind their back and telling them to do certain things and telling them how to make stuff. The story centers on a kid named Jake Doyle, who's played by Winslow Figley. I don't know who that is. Neither. Uh, Harris plays the adult version of Jake, and he also narrates the movie. <coughs> June, Diane, Raphael, Grace, and Frankie. Don't know that one either. And Steve Zahn, the thing you do in Sahara you know Steve Zahn right yeah I think so be surprised if he didn't I I loved uh, Sahara Sahara did you enjoy Sahara I mean I saw it I just seen how long he stared at me it's got it's got your boy in it I feel like he's not my boy Matthew McConaughey oh sounds like classic play young Jake's parents Kathy and Kath Kathy Kathy and John, no release date has been announced for 8-Bit Christmas, but it'll likely debut around Christmas. That makes sense. I would hope so. Yeah. Um, does this remind you of any other movie? Um, you're probably thinking Wizard. No? That Okay, that would make sense. I get where you're coming from, but no, not The Wizard. A Christmas Story. Uh, yeah, that's... Um, I was going to say, any really actual, real classic Christmas movie is what this reminds me of, and that's what... Got me so excited, and adding video games into that just amplifies it. I think at worst, you know I judge Christmas movies different. I think at worst it'll be a cheesy, fun Christmas movie. But at best, yeah, I think they could uh, they could uh, actually make something really special with the... I like Neil Patrick Harris. I think um, him narrating, I think, also sounds a lot... The narrating part's what made me think... Yeah, so I was going to say, it sounds like a lot of Chris, classic Christmas movies, and... He's good at narrating stuff like that if you've ever heard him do before. And then, uh, yeah, I think the whole plot line, it obviously not too much to it, but I think if you do that right, it could be really well done. Yeah. They might have started filming this one already. That would make sense for Christmas. Yeah. But the BB gun, and it's probably going to be NES, but they probably can't say NES or yeah. something. Yeah. I hope they, uh, I hope they do get some license even if they don't like talk about every game or anything. So that'd be kind of lame to do like a South Park video game console, like a, a comma game spear or something. Yeah. I feel like it just sound too cheesy. Um, next one's for Polygon. New TMNT game announced. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge is a four-player co-op beat-em-up. In the classic Konami style, that is the style brawler that sucked quarters out of anyone sucked quarters. Uh, of anyone who played 1989's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and his 1991 sequel Turtles in Time in arcades. As seen in the game's debut trailer, Leonardo, Raphael, Michelangelo, and Donatello will take on the classic enemies like the Foot Clan, Bebop, and Rocksteady. More nerdy shit again. In new side-scrolling adventures, the trailer also teases the appearance of other friends and foes. 
all to tune the classic Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated series theme song. Here we go into the nerdy stuff. You guys ready? <clears throat> Here's the official setup of the game's stories and mechanics. With Bebop and Rocksteady amassing gizmos to support Krang and Shredder's latest scheme, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge finds the turtles battling through breathless tour of iconic TMT locations to thwart their Namathith moth diabolical plan yet. Armed with shell-shocking new abilities built on the foundations of classic brawling mechanics, the gang are in for an exhilarating Foot Clan stomping romp leading them through the sewers and bustling boroughs of New York City all the way to Dimension X. <coughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge is being developed by Montreal-based Tribute Games. Two of the founders of the studio previously worked on Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, the game, and Team and T, the acclaimed 2007 brawler for the Game Boy Advance at Ubisoft, that's pretty late in uh, Game Boy Advance life. Yeah. Tributes, other works included retro-inspired fare, Panzer, Paladin, Flinthook, Wizorb, and Mercenary Kings. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge is bound for unspecified consoles and PC platforms. Dotamu and Tribute Games do, did not announce the release date. I don't know if that's how you say that. Dotamu? Um... I was pretty late to the arcade scene on both of those. Oh, really? I played yeah. them all the fucking time. I'm sure I was playing them later than when it came out, too. I probably hung around longer than I was supposed to, but I used to play them all the fucking time. So I did yeah. not see this announcement coming. And uh, when I first saw it, did I get so fucking excited? And then even more excited when I saw people at work on Scott Pilgrim worked on it because that's uh, one of my favorite size growing beat em up. So, yeah, it's a good, good people for that. Yeah, I mean, it's perfect. Uh, I think Scott Pilgrim was cool because it, the f gameplay was a beat em up, but then they added a lot of like RPG elements that kind of refreshed Size Chrome beat em up so you didn't see. I hope they don't make it too deep on this one. I think that worked for Scott, Scott Pilgrim. I think it's a cool difference. But I think there's also something to be said just about a simplified beat em up, which Scott Pilgrim, like I said, the base gameplay was that. But I don't think you need Ninja Turtles on any needle like this character building and everything in that yeah and the uh theme song is done by the faith no more so can't go wrong there i'm oh, pretty sorry i took that out i didn't know who that was um i feel like i showed you one of their songs and you hated them i think it's fucking awesome nick and our whole group of friends used to think i was joking when i said i liked it they sing the song epic that's a fucking amazing song is that epic yeah i'll show you after this it's okay. great um did you have any other news? Yes. Um, yeah, I played this game much later, like at the bar. Oh, yeah, go ahead. A few years ago. Oh, that was the first time you played it? Yeah. Really? I know people freaked out about them. A little bit on the NES, like the, the NES beat-em-ups. But, yeah, they're, they're fun. I enjoy yeah. Them. Now, I mean, they seem like any other beat-em-up at the time. They're so much more fun. And loving Ninja Turtles as a kid definitely made that, amplified that for me. And even... The new team and team NT movies that people hate on—they're definitely corny, but I think they're fun. Kind of like Transformers. I feel like you had to judge them different. I've even liked the new team NT movies, so yeah, I'm all about this. The next piece of news is a big rumor from a YouTuber called PS Vita at 2 a.m., which I didn't know he's still uploading. I never heard of him until you sent me this. Really? 
I watched it though. Watched it a few years ago. Uh, well, geez, maybe like four years ago when I first got my Vita. Five years, 2014. Um, 15. I don't know, but he stays up to date on there, and he's like, <laughs> "What? The one of the most?" I was like, "He's still uploading stuff," and he used to have this segment of like new games coming to Vita, and the only thing he could say on the newest episode was uh, "Hybroxia 2." <laughs> There's nothing else. Um. So he had a clip on there of an interview, Torino, I think the guy's name. I won't even begin to try to pronounce his last name, but he's a a chief analyst for Sony. And it was a home interview because of Corona. Um, but in the interview, he was talking about things that they're working on at, at PlayStation. And he, quote, said, something <coughs> new, something portable. And then kind of like looked at the screen, kind of like, I know what I just did. Like, I'm fucking grinning. Um, which this is the first time that it hasn't been like a leak or a, a patent that was hinting around at something. Mm-hmm. And there's a rumor, he has another video too you could watch in there about the PSP 5G streaming, which would essentially be streaming your PS5. Because I know you talked about how like there's no, you really can't make a portable device Sony-wise. But I think it'd be perfect for streaming your PS5. And it's not exactly what I want. Like you mentioned in the video, it's not what he wants either, but it's still something. And I think it makes sense to have it stream your PS5. Yeah, that's... uh, Before you told me about it, I gave impressions, but then I watched it as well. And after watching it, yeah, I think... I would definitely want just a, a base handheld that it doesn't need to connect to anything. It'd be cool if it could... But yeah, I just want a, a Vita 2 or um, the next PSP or whatever you want to call it. So I'm with you. I just want a base handheld. I just I can't see Sony committing to that because we want that, but we're definitely in the minority. Majority of people don't want just a regular handheld anymore. So that's why I said, even before I watched it, that I thought it would be a lot more likely that they would create something that would connect to PS5 or do remote play better. Um so I think that's a strong possibility. I think it still has to, I think it either has to do something way better than what you can do with remote play because you can do like you can't, can uh, um, the Xbox app and like stream stuff to your phone and everything. Mm-hmm. So if that's all it is, there's no reason to buy a Vita. So I feel like there has to be like a way stronger connection or the, a selling point or I feel like it's either going to be a really cheap option. Like, well, if you don't, I mean, it seems kind of silly because everybody has phones, but, like, if you don't have a phone or if you have a kid that you don't want to f- have a phone, here's a cheap option to be able to give it to them. But then at that point, I don't really know who would buy that anyways. I remember he just said portable, too, so it literally could be a, a PlayStation app. Yeah. Stream all your games. Yeah. Your phone. Uh-huh. But, yep, that's it. That's it? Okay. Boys. All right. I just had a few things I just took screenshots of. First one is big gaming news. We have 15 Bojangles opening up in uh, Columbus, Ohio this year. I saw that. Did you? Um, you've been there, right? Oh, yeah. They're Virginia. Oh, so you're probably not as crazy. I fucking love them. Oh, it's good. Okay. It was a lot of my friend's first job in high school, actually. Oh, really? It was Bojangles, yeah. I think it's fucking nuts that uh, we have none here and never had, and they're opening 15 in Columbus alone. I was like, that must be Ohio, at least central Ohio. But it's just Columbus, and I don't. Nice. Doesn't sound the best business idea, but I hope it works out. Um, yeah, it's good. They're really good. I don't know how do you feel about biscuits. 
Oh, I like them. They're uh, really good. Yeah, those yeah. are one of the best. Yeah, definitely. Um, then more gaming news. The Grammys are <laughs> March 14th. Taylor Swift will be performing on CBS. Don't miss it. Damn. Um, that's the only artist of consequence there. There lists like 20 others, but I haven't heard of any of them. Um, they're all humongous, just nobody cares besides her. Um, <laughs> there's one other gaming news here. As you can tell, these probably aren't gaming news by the way I'm saying it. Did you hear the, uh, well, it's not a rumor because the XFL confirmed it, but right now, kind of up in the air, about them merging with the CFL, the Canadian Football League. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, they said that they plan to start in 2022, but that's on hold right now because they're talking to the CFL. And I hope that happens because the XFL needs to do something to be sustainable, even though I, which sucks because I think if none of this virus shit happened, I think they were on track to do it. I think that fucked everything up. I don't yeah. think it was the league doing it. Um, but yeah, I think the CFL, you had to add more teams because I don't think you could just have like half the teams playing here and half teams playing there. I think travel would be a nightmare. But uh, I think, uh, I think it's a really cool idea, and I feel like this is, uh, if it's ever going to happen, the first step to minor league NFL, if you have two of the or the next two biggest football corporations coming together yeah. and being so spread out, especially because I feel like the NFL has always wanted to go outside of the U.S., but it's just impossible to do that now. I feel like this would be a very easy way to do that. I still was shocked they haven't sponsored somebody. Yeah. Like baseball. No, me too. Like we talked about, you know, if you don't, there's two um, NFL teams here, but if you put a minor league team in Columbus and put them like in the crew stadium, holds like 20,000 people, that would sell out every game, especially if you market like, hey, Cardell Jones, I want to say Cardell Wilson for some reason, I don't know who that is. Cardell Jones, the quarterback, and even if he struggled like he did in the XFL, that would sell out literally every game. And if it's in a 20,000 person stadium, that's going to seem like, a crazy environment with tons of fans and that's just me talking about here but you can transfer that to Ann Arbor or Alabama or any of the cities that are humongous colleges but don't have NFL teams so my main boss he played the CFL I think for like three years or something mm-hmm. oh really he seemed to really like it it was like a great alternative for for guys that weren't where they needed to be for the NFL mm-hmm or uh, a good transitional. Yeah, that's, that's what it seems like. Uh, I think he played for the Stampede in Calgary. I think that's right. I only know uh, CFL like baseline, but sounds right. Hold on, he's got a Wikipedia page, so I could tell you. You know how cool be to have your own Wikipedia page? <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll get there, don't worry. Hell yeah, bro, I can't wait. That would be like the uh, 20 most offensive things we said and why we were canceled. <laughs> With quotes. <laughs> Little audio, like we can press the audio. Um, let's see. Played for the Jets, the Rams, and Calgary Stampeders. Look at that. But um, the Calgary Stampeders were sandwiched in between the two NFL teams too. So, I mean, from what he explains, like it's like. Those yeah. NFL teams are already looking at the CFL. Like, it's got to be the next step down, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, it's definitely the next level underneath it. Um, so, NFL, what are we doing, man? Throw a little bones in. Yeah. 
it's only like better for you. Get like a minor league and Columbus would be perfect for a minor league team. Oh, I know. Um, I forgot. There is one more bit of gaming news here. This is from ESPN. The NHL signed a seven-year contract with ESPN to bring hockey back to uh, ESPN, which I think is fucking... So told me about that before. Yeah, fucking vital because um, when the contract ended... It just, didn't just end, but ESPN just fucking ignored hockey. You know, <laughs> Stanley Cup would happen, and it would be like the seventh news story after a like, generic basketball <laughs> game, not like the NBA championship or something. And it was obviously because they were mad that they didn't have the contract because I'm sure now it's going to be in top highlights all the time. And But it's good for the league, so that's all I really care about because it was kind of stranded on NBC and – not smaller San Jose NBC is massive, but not the right audience for the NHL. Yeah. So that's good news. And then actual few gaming things quick here. Did you know this year? Um, I didn't look this up to confirm it, but I'm going to trust GameSpot. It says 2020 is a huge year for FPS games with Call of Duty, Battlefield, and Halo. This is uh, the first time ever that... They've all come out in the same year and had a mainline game. And I was like, that might actually be right. I was like, there's no fucking way. No, wait, it says mainline, so it wouldn't be kind of ODST or Halo Wars. or So that would be, assuming none of these get delayed. I can't, Battlefield, I think I was the only one that might get delayed. But I was like, how does that never happen? It's, They're really uh, pushing for that too. Like some of the Easter egg stuff for Battlefield. And then getting ready for a big reveal. So I yeah. doubt I doubt they'd delay that. Too. No, I don't think so either. I was just I was gonna say, assuming none of them get delayed, but I don't see any way that Call of Duty or Halo does and the only way I possibly see was Battlefield, but no, I don't think any of them do. You seen some of the rumors coming out for Battlefield? Just about them like moving developers and stuff or Um like the size of the multiplayer maps? No. It's insane sizes. Oh god. There's like some I don't know if it was leaked or or um they put it out there. I'm sure they put it out there, but it was like this, their engine running with like a couple hundred guys running across the screen at a time. Sound like could be cool or too overwhelming. Maybe over-exaggerating with a couple yeah. hundred, but... No, I know. Yeah. Um, then Build-A-Bear announced today they're going to partner with Nintendo <laughs> for Animal Crossing. Um, Uh-oh. Danielle. Yeah, th- I mean, <laughs> that's a fucking... Home run right there. Can I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought of that, but that's like marketing genius right there. I'm sure you guys are gonna go. It's gonna be a date night for you guys. I'm sure. Yeah. Out there. <laughs> yeah, they already have like uh, ten of them on this picture, and I'm sure it'll add more and have all the clothes and everything. So yeah, but that's like fucking marketing genius. Daniel, do what I would do. Get one of each <laughs> and all clothing. There you go. That's the other thing. I wonder because Builder Bear. Unless there's like some audience I don't know about. It seems like everything's kind of available, but no Nintendo. I feel like this stuff's going to not be just like, oh, I can go get it. Yeah. Didn't that happen with Pokemon a few years ago when they did that? Oh, did it? Yeah. I know I had so. Pokemon. I wouldn't be surprised. The only other one I had, we usually don't talk about rumors, but uh, this is just a screenshot and want to get your thoughts. Did you ever play Crisis? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a, a leak that came out. I didn't get a read about it because it happened right before this. But it said, uh, footage of a new Crisis Battle Royale game leaked. 
And uh, I actually, battle royales are overdone, and I love a crisis campaign, but I don't think we're ever going to get a true crisis game. But I think crisis could actually be a really cool battle royale with all the tech and everything they had. Mm-hmm. Actually kind of make it different. So I actually... Didn't you also land in the maps already like ODST? Or yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So I think that should be a really cool idea. Um, it could be feasible because I feel like bringing back Crisis like a full-fledged game. I don't feel like it connects with many people, but I think bringing in Battle Royale, people just feel like you won't really need a Crisis name. You'll get people like me and you to care. But you'll get all the people who just care about Battle Royales and want to play a new Battle Royale game. But we'll see. That's just a leak I read right before this, so... We can get into media pickups if you want. I don't have any this week. Um, I don't either. I really? do have some stuff I picked up. No. Just don't have it in my phone yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, should we get into what we've been playing then? Sure. All right, you can start. Uh, Prey 2017, just more of that. Um, they've taken some really good elements from games and put it into this game. It feels a lot like Bioshock, which is why you got to play it, man. Yeah, I don't know if you got to the part last week you said you were listening to our show. I went to play it during the live stream because I have it on my Xbox. And it said I have to own it. So I don't know oh. if I maybe had it on Game Pass and got deleted because I'm not able to play it. So I thought you already beat it. So if you want to let me borrow it at any point, I'll definitely play it. Or I can get oh, it yeah. in another way. But I know you're wanting me to play it. Oh, yeah, it's good. Um, there is a learning curve. It's not like Bioshock where it's like you fight everything. Like, I had to go on Reddit and be like, why is the combat, why am I so bad at the combat? And I had to, like, lower it to the easiest difficulty. Uh, sometimes it's more easy just to run. Run away from things, and uh, it's like Resident Evil where you're really conserving bullets, and uh, you're going to get fucked up. You're not some crazy cyber fucking Master Chief Rambo. Yeah. So you kind of got to sneak around, playing things out, trial and error. But the story's pretty cool. The world's pretty cool. They do some some original things with it. Uh, more Valheim. Such a great zone out game too. But it's really pushing my laptop to its limits. Really? Yes. Yeah, so the FPS is ass. <laughs> so I'm really, and you know FPS has to be bad when I start complaining. It's just almost sometimes unplayable. So I eventually want to get a new computer, man. Um, and then Warzone. Just playing some Warzone. I played like five or six games last night. With your brother, and he sent me a picture of your of his butthole. So. So it was a good night. Yeah, I sexted somebody last night. The best part too is he's like, "Yeah, man, sorry, it's like a little hemorrhoid on there too." <laughs> so great. Uh, so great. Uh, speaking of hemorrhoids, I've been playing a little bit of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Um, I'm only probably like 40 minutes into it, so it's a really cool setup, but I can't really judge anything more than that yet. It's like a, what, 25-hour game? Okay, when you said hemorrhoid, I was like, oh, he's hating it. Oh, no, these are just my segues make no sense and don't actually connect to each other. That's how, oh, cool. that's how I do these segues. Sometimes maybe they will connect, but no, they're just to be fucking stupid. No, so I'm enjoying it, but I can't really say much more than that just because I don't feel like I've played enough to really judge it yet. Um, a little bit of Warzone, actually. Um, and then, have you played the Outriders demo? I know that was on both of our most anticipated game list. No, I haven't. It's, uh, 
it's a lot of fun. It's like three to four hours, mm-hmm. and it's a demo. Um, it's free to play, what a demo is. Um, and all your progress goes to a full game if you buy it. So, you know, I hate doing stuff over. So if you buy it, all your leveling and where you're at, your progress will start when you buy the full game. Um, I have really mixed feelings. I uh, It's like... Destiny mixed with Gears of War and Mass Effect. So that all sounds really good, and there's aspects of that that's really good. It's made by people that can fly, so Bulletstorm, really underrated, creative game. They also made Gears of War Judgment. So you can definitely feel the gears in there. It's a third-person shooter. Um, They have, like, the roadie run. There's a lot of um, gears in there you can tell for sure, which I'm totally okay with that. Mass Effect's kind of like the uh, wandering, like the world feels like Mass Effect, or like the like the uh, equivalent of like the Citadel. And then Destiny is definitely as far as like the menus is just stripped out there, like that cursor that they use in the little blocks and their inventory and equipment, everything's just straight from Destiny. Um, but the things that I don't like, it is a demo, and I feel like calling it a demo might be a mistake because I feel like it's more like early access or at least hopefully it is because the cutscenes they were really cool um, but they were fucking choppy as shit and running absolutely horrendous and then some of the ones are like not even cutscenes they're kind of like cutaways where they talk but it's not like technically cutscene the text wasn't lined up with it at all so and they have closed captions so you'd read it and then it'd say like 20 seconds later or vice versa stuff that you'd seeing like actual beta so that's why i'm hoping that even though i call it a demo this is essentially early access i'm hoping because some stuff that this just seems totally unacceptable for a actual game to release um and then one thing that i think a lot of people might find to be a negative is that they announced that it's not going to be a, a living game or a games of service like destiny but that fucking excites me because I like games like that, like Destiny's cool when the games do it, but just everything has to be so overwhelming and just so overloaded, it's refreshing hearing games say that. And they said there'll be no microtransactions, and I will add that, well, they say that, but we'll see. I could definitely see if the game's struggling, microtransactions seems like a really easy thing to add in there. Or even if it's doing well, be like, well, if people are liking it, we can get some extra money. Yeah. The microtransaction part I don't actually have an issue with as long as it doesn't affect the gameplay. I don't care if you get pay for cosmetic, cosmetics or whatever. I'm not going to do that, but I have no issue if other people want to do that. Um, but more so the mission structure and the fact that there's like a finite ending is what excited me and might draw other people away. Because it said it'll be 25 to 30 hours of main story mission with side missions also on top of that. So that sounds fucking awesome. It sounds like what I want, what I try and find in Destiny, like the main content and get a ton of it, but not just overload with a ton of nonsense and bullshit that is not necessary. And uh, it's only three-player co-op, which is odd, but I also think that's a unique, cool change. It's it's weird hearing an odd number. Yeah. But I think it's cool because I feel like a lot of times we do have three people and we're like, oh, we got to find a fourth. So because it's kind of cool. And then each class... There's four different classes, and they're super unique. Like, uh, Derek, I think, was a Technomancer, and I was a Pyromancer, so my dude had these crazy fire effects, and they had these, like, 
telekinesis kind of powers, but then you could work them together. So me and him were like powering off each other. So even though there's there's these hangups that seem like this game should not even be close to coming out because it comes out April 1st. That's the other thing why I'm wondering how much this would be fixed by then. Mm-hmm. Or if it's, this is it going to be essentially early access and when the game does come out, you're still going to have these issues because there's these frustrations, but underneath it is actually a really exciting game and me and him are both talking about buying it and I haven't came or that felt like old style games where I do, oh shit, we got to get this. So it was a really exciting feeling that again. I just hope they can figure some of that stuff out. Yeah, I mean, uh, they fix those things, man. It sounds right up our alley. Yeah, I think you would like it a lot. And we were already building off like each other's powers, but I think having a third person there, he could really do some shit. And there's cool powers, but then they there's this fucking crazy skill tree that keeps giving you new powers and like new elements and it's some bonkers shit. Um, I think uh, I lost my train of thought. I was going to say something else there. Damn it. I can't remember now. But I'm excited about it. Um, We'll see what happens. Like I said, April 1st when it comes out. So I'll let you know if I end up getting it. There's actually a few games I'm excited about coming out. So see if I end up buying some stuff, which I haven't done a lot recently. And then... uh, let us know what you've been playing in the comments, and then uh, what you've been watching, buddy. Um, I watched Twenty One for the first time. Oh, did you? Yeah. What do you think? It wasn't good. You didn't like it? No, I'm sorry, I didn't like it. I haven't seen it for a long time. I hope I don't not like it if I watch it again. Um, why is there always those same bar scenes in like every movie that includes Harvard? You know um, what I'm talking about? I'm sure as soon as I said that, like things are popping in people's heads right now. I actually don't remember it. Like it's like uh, just the stereotypical scenes in every Harvard movie, or you know, Boston, the Boston bars. I don't feel like I can picture it in my head. Really, like Goodwill Hunting, or uh, where you just like uh, this. Everything's wood. There's a wood texture. Everyone's wearing like the super tight little sweater like sweaters with the uh, what was it, crew neck I don't know what they're called crew neck mm-hmm. sweaters and uh, they're always like getting fights or something in there and using super Bostonian accents um, Kevin Space is really full of himself mainly because the guy that wrote this book that was involved with the, the group was approached to make to sell the movie rights for like I don't know um I don't know the exact amount, I don't want to lie, but uh, Kevin Spacey approached him like, hey, we want your movie, I want to make this movie, I want the movie rights, he's like, how much do you pay me, these guys are offering me this, he's like, nothing, but I'll be in your movie, so it'll be huge, and it'll be worth it, you'll make a lot of money, because I'm in it, and so he's like, okay, I'll do that, and it did end up working out better for him, but that's such a douchey way to do business, um, and especially I think Kevin Spacey at one point with two was like Vegas, baby, or something like that. And I was like, this is so stupid. I'm pretty sure he did say that, yeah. And then uh, Josh Gad, I just have him uh, <laughs> listed here as a, re- a retard. Uh, at one point, I he's just. remember him being in that. Yeah, he's just jamming Twinkies in his mouth while he's on the bed, <laughs> just like popping them in. Like, the fucking. 
<laughs> so stupid. And then he's playing basketball, and he's like double dribbling both hands like a fucking idiot and shooting and it's like way off and he's just like the bumbling fat retard like oh we couldn't afford Jonah Hill but Josh Gad he's the he's close enough because he's jamming twinkies. he's probably more expensive now after a while <laughs> right um the, there's also a scene where the the main girl crush you know it counts cards with she's exercising and like dang check her out and she's just boxing this like punching bag and she just she does not know how like I, I wish there's a way I could show you this scene for everyone listening I don't know if you could look it up maybe basketball 21 or something uh, her punches were so bad and like she's like <sighs> throwing like these little punches and like after three she's like I'm out of breath and then did Josh, she say that I, this, I fuck <laughs> who knows probably um then the main character is like, it's just like Goodwill Hunting, where it's, dude, he's wicked smart, and he'll just be like, the professor, which of course the really intelligent, witty, amazing, awesome professor is Kevin Spacey, and he's just like, so why would we think they would use these quadratic formulas? And then of course all these real smart kids are just quiet, and maybe Josh Gad was like. He raised his hand and said something stupid like, oh, this. And then Kevin Spacey's like, shut up, fat ass. <laughs> and then it was like, Duh! and then Josh Gad's uh, friend is just like, well, I think it's because the Y plus X to the B to the fifth power. And then he's just like, Kevin Spacey's like, that's good. <laughs> that's really good. Wow, this kid's intelligent. Really smart. Um... He just sounds like a fucking pompous asshole. <laughs> uh, I mean, at some point the acting is good; it get, gets better in it. But um, there's also a really annoying thing Kevin Spacey does, where he'll get the, like a little piece of chalk as he's writing, and then someone will say something stupid, or or like they're just trying to have like a goofy moment in the movie. Like, doesn't Kev Kevin Spacey really cares about his students? And which is kind of funny now thinking about what he did. It was really weird watching it, knowing what's happened. But it'd be like a quarter piece of a chalk, and he'll throw it at the student, and everyone just starts laughing and like, "Oh, aren't we so goofy? We're all so goofy." Um, yeah, I was gonna say him being a pompous asshole sounds like ninety nine percent of his roles. <laughs> but this movie is definitely a product of its time. I feel like there's a lot of movies that came out like that. I probably would have liked it way more if I would have watched it when it came out. But uh, it felt like a shittier Ocean's Eleven or something. Um, I watched it because I know you liked it and then listened to the podcast with the guy that wrote the book and was there for it. Yeah, I loved it. I saw it in theater, so... I mean, I'll be honest. Now, if I watched it, if I liked it, I'd say it, but yeah, I'm worried that maybe it wouldn't hold up. It was so stereotypical. That, that shopping scene where they're all buying real fancy stuff, walking in slow motion with sunglasses, where they're like the narrating while the team's walking real fast. And, you know Ocean's Eleven did it? That kind yeah. of style, like all right, when you move to table two, cross the arms. And it's just like, ah. Oh. I think there's at some point there's like CG cards and stuff. And just an absolute product of its time for sure. I think Ryan watched it recently and really liked it, but he also, I don't know if he got to that part of the podcast yet, really loves Kevin Spacey, so. Oh, yeah, I know he likes the space. <laughs> space, man. Just like Stuart's where he's like throwing the chalk and everyone's just, oh, are we so goofy and cute? 
there's a the ending's cool though. I will give it that. There's this little twist makes it better. Okay. Uh, and then I watched a, a 1981 movie called Happy Birthday to Me. It's a great 80s slasher gore film because those are usually pretty cheesy, but this one somehow kind of escaped it. Um, it reminds me almost like a Jordan Peele story or a M. Night Shyamalan where it's <gasps> supposed to be that big twist, but it's also kind of like you're expecting a twist or something corny to happen. Really? You're telling me you expect to get out? I don't believe that. I'm trying to remember what happened to get out. I'm just being everybody that we said it to. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I definitely do remember being... Uh, yeah, it just felt like something they would write. Um, yeah. And sometimes the story definitely gets confusing and it's a little messy. But the death scenes are for an 80s movie. An early 80s, probably late 70s when they started making it. Really well done, gore. Uh, but it also includes an actress, Miss Melissa Sue Anderson. She was the main character. Um, she was in House in the uh, House on the Prairie, Little pra- Little House on the Prairie. Jesus Christ, a little stroke there. <laughs> little stroke on the house in the prairie. Uh, she played Mary Ingalls. Remember her? Do you ever watch Little House on the Prairie? I know it, but I didn't really like, actually watch it. She was like the main girl. In uh, okay. It. Uh, so it's weird seeing innocent Mary Ingalls, like, taking part in these insane murders. Yeah. Um, n- uh, it was released by Mill Creek, and I love Mill Creek, because they do some great packaging and find some really obscure shit and bring it back to life and bring it to Blu-ray. But they didn't put any special features on this. Like, I could listen to commentary track over this or something. But no. So I have any. It was weird. It's like as soon as you put the Blu-ray player in or Blu-ray disc in, it was almost like a when you buy a pirated Blu-ray and just immediately started playing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's uh, that's all I watched. That's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Before I talk about what I watched, I remember what I was going to say about Outriders, so I'll get to it. So I want to remember another thing from the week before. It was that uh, all those issues with that running. I'm on an original Xbox, obviously, or a launch Xbox One, not an original Xbox. Um, so everybody I talked to was like, well, dude, what do you expect? It's a next-gen game, which like I said I can't fucking stand. I mean, that's true. I know how old my console is, so I'm not, like, butthurt by that. I know I'm behind the times now. But it's annoying because like, we talk about all these companies talk about how everything will run the same. You don't have to worry. And then everybody's like, dude, what do you expect? I expect these companies to do what they say. But even then, that argument doesn't hold up because Derek was playing with me and he has like top line PC as you know mm-hmm. and he was saying he was having the same exact issues so it's definitely not an old console thing Yeah, I was talking to some people from work and uh, well dude no that's definitely your system uh, definitely not because I was playing with somebody that has a system more expensive than the Xbox Series X and he was having the same issue so yeah, that's not a, a system issue and it wasn't his computer's like probably four of the Series yeah. X yeah uh-huh. And it wasn't like, um, I wish I was streaming it, but I feel like you know what I'm saying. It wasn't lag. You could tell it was definitely the game doing it. Um, but I just wanted to get that before I got off of there. The only thing I've actually been watching this week is WandaVision. Have you started it? I know you're not the biggest Marvel guy. There's no. There's nothing about that that's appealing. Um, that sucks. I think you would actually like it. Um, 
they set up every episode like it's a, a sitcom, yeah. you know that, and it's a different decade each episode the cop, without spoiling the cop too much. I was talking about um, that work I work with. Mm-hmm. He's insane in some comic book <laughs> shit, and he was telling me about Wandavision. Really, I thought that sounded up your alley. Um, I'd probably give that a go, but I just, man, I just the Marvel shit. It's definitely. I feel like you'd have to have an open mind even possibly like it because it's super corny, but I feel like it's really intentional on this one. Like the generic sitcom is what they're going for, and then the more serious stuff comes out of that. I'm trying to spoil too much. I haven't finished myself yet. I think we just finished episode seven, and there's nine, I think. Um, I'm actually really liking it. I know uh, I'm a, I like Marvel a lot more than you do. Not a competition. I just know you're not the biggest fan. But one thing I was thinking about watching this, especially the first two episodes being in complete black and white, and that tells you something because you know I hate black and white, yeah. and I still was. I needed our, like the best episodes in the world or whatever, but they kept my attention. I think when he told me that, I, I thought of you. Yeah, I watching it, I didn't. I was like, oh shit, it's black and white at the beginning, and I slowly just was watching it, and I didn't really process that, which I feel like is a sign right there. Um, but. What I was thinking about when that was happening is I know I know Marvel gets too much credit from a lot of people that just whatever they do is fucking gold. Yeah. Um, so I get why it annoys you, kinda like I talked about last episode when uh you're like, Oh, here goes the hipster. I know you're joking, but mm-hmm. it's because it's that it's a reaction that's just so annoying from everybody. Yeah. But I feel like like most things in middle ground, I feel like there's something I haven't really thought about with Marvel because it's just so massive now and just so mainstream is that how much credit D, uh, Disney, I almost said DC, Disney doesn't get for it, which is easy to say now because everything they have, but like going back at the beginning before all the Avengers and everything, the commitment of putting this much behind something like Marvel, which before the original Spider-Man combo movies were like the biggest joke in the world. And I get like, they could be like, well, yeah, but Spider-Man blew up and there was other successes after that. So that's a easy sale. But for them to commit to something for the next 10 years, we see how fickle things are just because something popular in one year doesn't mean it's going to be the next year, let alone an entire decade from now. So I feel like that's something that I know there's people who go to the far end and just everything to do is absolute gold. But I feel like I never really thought about how I feel like they don't really get credit from that. And the reason I thought that is because a lot of them are like cookie cutters. Um, I know that's your issue with them. And even though I enjoy them, I can admit that. I just think they're fun. But that's how most of them are. But the reason I thought about this one is those first two episodes starting black and white and being this sitcom and not really seeming to have any real connection to Marvel. I was like, that. That alone, I can't imagine many properties taking that risk. I know to them it's a drop in the hat or drop in the bucket for fucking Disney. But like thinking about probably doing that with their first two episodes of a brand new show and the first time they ever did real TV like that. I can't think of many companies that would do that, but I feel like it shows that they build up over a decade that they can do something like that and not worry about it backfiring because they have such an audience now. Yeah. So, um, I'm really enjoying the show, but that's more so I thought you'd find that interesting to talk about because um, 
I didn't, like I said, I'll just people credit their movies. People don't shut up about that. So I'm not saying they don't get credit for that, but I feel like don't people don't really acknowledge the risk that much it must have took, especially for a company like Disney to commit to something like that. Yeah, I think that encourages me more to watch it. I just, the fan base of Marvel. And <laughs> yeah. The whole thing all around Marvel is just so annoying sometimes. Yeah. No, I get that. That's why I started with that because I know I like Marvel more than you do, so I feel like it might sound like I'm just doing that, but that's why I try to come at it from that angle of being like, this is something I've actually never really thought about and I feel like it's actually super interesting. Um, I do like the show on its own, but I don't want to ruin anything, especially if you end up do watching it. But uh, I'd be curious because like I said, unless you're like, yeah, I'm ready for something real different, I feel like you might fucking hate it, but I think there's a chance you would absolutely love it. So I'd be curious to see what you think. That's actually the only thing I've been watching this week, though. So let us know what you've been watching in the comments, and we can get to the free games if that sounds good. Sounds good. So on Xbox, you have Warface Breakout till March 31st. Xbox 360, you have Metal Slug 3 till March 15th. This one's Cody's favorite on Xbox One, Dendara Trials of Fear Edition till March 15th. And on PlayStation Plus, you have Final Fantasy VII Remake. Remnant from the Ashes and Farpoint VR till April 5th. And PS5 have Destruction All-Stars and Maquette till April 5th. And then even if you don't have PlayStation Plus, you can get uh, Ratchet and Clank, the uh, like remake, reimagining, whatever you want to call it. They're giving away free until the end of June or sometime in June. So that one's free for everybody even if you don't have PlayStation Plus. And then now it takes us to Fake Outrage. Do you have any this week? No. I don't need that. I was hoping you would. Sad day. Um, should we uh, do a game show? Let's do it. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Mary, get two guesses and a phone a friend if you want. I don't know who the fuck would. <laughs> I bet Derek would. Yeah, I was going to say, um, you can do it up until you're, you get your two guesses, so you can use any time in between there. Clue one. You play as a character named Jack. I got some obvious, obvious, like, Jack and Daxter, but there's no way it's that easy. I, but I don't know, bro. Jack. Okay, go with next one. Okay, clue number two. This game was originally a Microsoft exclusive. Jack. Okay, go ahead, next one. All right, clue three. This game takes place in 1960. <laughs> what the fuck? That's oddly specific. Uh, next one. Clue four. One of this You're game's... Raging glue. <laughs> one of this game's biggest inspirations was the book Atlas Shrug. Shrugs, excuse me. Alice Shrugs. No fucking idea what that is. Oh, really? Alice Shrugged? You never heard of it? No. I never read it. I'm not going to act like I know, but it's like one of the most well-known books. Did they, didn't they make a movie? Yeah, I heard that was horrendous. I haven't seen really, it, though. Really long, too. Yeah. Right? The book's super long, too, I've heard. Really? Yeah. Uh, basically. I was worried that might give it away. I thought maybe you've heard this before. Nope. So. What's the next one? Okay. Um, number five. This game is a first-person shooter. 
an Xbox Xbox 360 exclusive is what they said. Microsoft exclusive. If Microsoft. I said, I might have said Xbox, but I specified Microsoft because I didn't want to confuse you by might have done that by accidentally saying Xbox. Uh, I don't remember what you said. Uh, as Microsoft, Jack Atlas is like multiple lives, right? No fucking idea. Let's uh, let's call Derek. Are you gonna use your phone, friend? All right. Let's fucking do it. I feel like <laughs> this nerd will know. <laughs> is he not on here? <laughs> oh God, I might have to use the Facebook option here. <laughs> um, I doubt he'll answer the Facebook one. I feel like it will if he's up. I feel like that'd be the only question. Uh, Ryan said 30 seconds after you read all your clues is what he decided on. Or once I do, whatever. What answer? I feel like Regis. If he doesn't answer, I can give you his real number if you need that, because it chances nicer around that or whatever. Yes, let's do the actual number. Okay, I'll show it to you just off chance, so I'm not giving his number to anyone. Ooh, I called him awkward. <laughs> Hope he didn't call me back while you're trying to call him. I gotta ask you something about Regis once we're done with this game show. He died this year, right? Oh, she did. I was gonna say, no, he didn't die, but I told his dad. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> These phone of friends aren't going well. Okay, before we go farther, Ryan was creating like an alternate history or he just didn't remember. He was telling me and Danielle that um, on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, that's the point of it, that they always answered and they had it pre-screened. No, that was a risk. Regis would be like, we hope they're going to answer and there'd be a chance they wouldn't answer and it'd just be awkward and the guy was sitting there. I barely remember that. Oh, really? I yeah. watched way too much of that show. I definitely watched a lot of it. And I do remember the suspense and the fucking music. Um, but, yeah. Okay. Um, do you want me to repeat the clues so far? Yeah, uh, I took us off a little. You play as a character named Jack. This game was originally a Microsoft exclusive. This game takes place in 1960. One of this game's biggest inspirations was the book Atlas Shrugged. This game is a first-person shooter. I almost read the next one. But that's um, up to five there. Go ahead. Read me the next one. All right. There are two other games in this series. Oh, shit. Uh, next one. This game came out in 2007. What the fuck? Uh... 
Okay, that's a crazy year for video games. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting episode we could do. I think that's easily, the, or at least I thought was the easiest, like the best year for video game history. If I saw a screenshot of another year, that's definitely a contender. I feel like we should do an episode where we really? debate that, not like ESPN style. I think it's a genuine debate. Um, 2007? Yep. 1960. Uh, next one. These next year work is really easy, but we'll see. Um, this game is a sp spiritual successor to si System Shock 2. Uh, what the fuck? I'm so stupid. I didn't know they were that modern. 1960. I thought they took place in the 50s. I also didn't know it was originally an Xbox 360 exclusive. Oh, really? thought about guessing it, but I was like... Trying to go back and remember when I saw it on PS3 boxes. Yeah, but Bioshock. Bingo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I won't lie. I thought it was 50s as well because so much of the 50s music is in there. So I always assumed it was 50s. But that's because that's when Rapture was falling. So that's like stuck there from the 50s. But this game takes place in 1960. 1960. I wasn't trying to trick you with that. I wanted to look up the year or so in case they talked about like in the game or whatever. I didn't say 50s. You know, that could be Bioshock. Yeah, I did know the exclusive thing though, because I remember they showed it at E3, and uh, this game looks fucking amazing. And that's when I told you I bought it. And then, uh, well, I think I rented it, and I was like, I can't fucking play this. This is not what I expected, and I oh, gave up yeah. on it, and then went back to it. Now it's one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah. So you got it on uh, Clue Eight there. So that's four for you. Is that right? I don't know. Think so. Think so. I'm gonna go back through these episodes and get a. Dang, really? Yeah, because they're usually at the end of the episodes, so I can skip through and get standings because we wanted to keep track of it. And I feel we need to come up with a better scoring system, anyways. So that'd be a good way to do it. See where we're at. See how much of a gap there is. Um, but that was the game show for this week. And then uh, not too much left here. We won't be doing an episode next week. It'll be the dun, first dun, dun. first episode that we haven't done in general. Some of us have missed um, episodes in particular, but never just skipped an episode. You're going to Florida. That's right? Yep. Um, Want to talk about what for or no? Yeah, it's, uh, um, it's my step-grandparents live in Port Charlotte, and then just south of there is Renee's grandparents. Not doing well. Uh, and then her parents. They're all in the same area. Oh, okay. And because of COVID, no one's seen each other. Florida's pretty open. Renee's been vaccinated. I've been tested not that long ago. So I'm feeling pretty comfortable. There you go. You excited? Yeah, I fucking love Florida. It's, uh, especially right now, perfect weather. Um, probably almost a little too hot. Um, we're going to go to, there's a really good game store there called 8-Bit Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. That's really famous for... It's one of the few in that area. They get some crazy rare stuff. Um, really cool store. Um, there's a mall there in Port Charlotte that is, they got the FYE GameStop. It just looks like a time warp. Decided to go, go to that. And uh, there's a steakhouse there called Cody's Steakhouse. 
and Renee's parents bought me a shirt there and told me how it's actually pretty good. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so uh, I'm going to go there. And, Very uh, nice. They have something called Cody's Special. I have no fucking idea what it is, but I'm like, I have to order that. <laughs> uh, Cody's, we don't get a lot. There's no, we don't, we don't have our own gas station like some people. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to go eat some Cody's. Oh, I'll eat some Cody, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's exciting yes. stuff. Um, yeah, it's kind of bad that I go to Florida and Renee's like, oh, the beaches and this and that. It's like the mall and video game stores, and restaurants. I like doing both that. I like doing all that stuff, you know me, so. Yeah. Both, both sound good to me. Um, we're going somewhere similar, actually. Oh, yeah, 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 let's hear it. We're going to New York City, so. Um, <laughs> the epicenter. <laughs> but, uh. The only time I went there was uh, two hours we spent there. I think an hour and a half you were sleeping of it. Um, and somehow didn't get our car jacked, um, which is made a story telling the uh, other podcast. be a yeah. funny story. be a quick one. But um, we're going there. Danielle's been there a couple of times. I've only been there for this couple of hours. Um, I found a crazy deal at the New Yorker, which is one of the most well-known hotels there. And uh, going to stay there for four nights. Sure, it's uh, so cheap. Um, it's not though for some reason. Yeah, there's. I read an article that seven hundred uh, or two hundred of the seven hundred hotels shut down already. Ooh. But for some reason, the hotels are fucking still super expensive. Maybe because they that's only would have a chance to survive. You know, they probably make them cheaper, more people book them. But maybe they're like, this is their only chance to. You guys flying? Or driving? Driving. Yep. Flying is real cheap right now too. Yeah. Fifty um, bucks from Columbus. To fucking uh, south of Port Charlotte. 50 bucks round trip. (laughs) It's fucking awesome. Yeah, I mean, I like both of them. But you know, I like driving. Um, I've never driven my car on a trip yet. Mm -hmm. And I bought a brand new car, so um, that'd be fun to do. And this crazy. Yep. Cute. This crazy deal I found. Uh, the New Yorker is like in actual Manhattan, not like because most times you go there and you have to stay like in New Jersey because it's so expensive. Mm-hmm. And it includes parking, so I'm just going to park there and uh, leave it there and then walk and uh, Uber and take the subway everywhere else and not even use my car once I'm there. I did hear, my dad told me they're doing weird shit with their subways right now. Yeah, I'm sure there's all kinds of weird stuff, but you know, I find my way around. Oh, um, yeah. I'll definitely be going to the Nintendo store finally. So, if there's anything that uh, you want me to get and you pay me back, yes. let me know. And, or anybody else that's listening to this, because I know there's some stuff you can only get there. Yes. <laughs> Probably, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that'll be the next week for the first time we haven't done an episode in over a year since we started this, which is kind of crazy. I assume we yeah. would miss months of this, if yeah. I'm honest. I, uh... I've been here every episode too, so it's really it's gonna I'm be really you. weird for me <laughs> not being here one week. But that does mean when we come back, there'll be two weeks worth of shit and multiple trips to talk about. So it'll be should be a lot of content and like some episodes where we're kind of like, uh, what do we talk about? Yeah. Um. Then the only other thing is the next extra live stream I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do it March 26th, which is a Friday. I'm gonna start at 11 a.m. and then I have a question for you and the audience. Okay. Should I do my normal variety stream where I just kind of pick random stuff? Or we talk so much about Bioshock and I feel like some people just aren't going to play it. I know you won't get the same connection. You should play it. That's my recommendation. But some people just aren't going to. Would it be cool 
to beat all of Bioshock, start at 11 a.m. until I beat Bioshock, and then the next month do Bioshock oh. Infinite. I skipping over Bioshock 2. I love it, and you should play it. But I feel like those two definitely are the most impactful. And what do you think? Go for it, man. Yeah. Let me know what you guys think. I'm just gonna kind of do majority, whatever everybody thinks. Come down for either. I might get boring just seeing the same game over, but if you're able to watch the whole time, I think it'd be fun to see the entire story of Bioshock and see if I go crazy playing that one game the entire night. Yeah, for, at first I was a little worried. I thought you meant one through three, and I was like, holy shit. Oh, no, yeah, it need to be like a, a 40-hour stream. <laughs> um, But I think that's it. You got anything else? Nope. As always, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Current Backlog, mm. and you can email... <laughs> Any corrections, questions, or feedbacks at currentbacklawyers at gmail.com. You want to clap us out there, buddy? My face is copyrighted.